This episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. Hello, I'm Toronto Mike, producer of Humble and Fred. This best of is proudly brought to you by DraftKings. Bet online legally and safely with DraftKings Sportsbook. On October 24th, 2016, Humble and Fred visited my TMDS studio for the second time as a duo. We talked about their podcast, the state of radio at that time, and how long they'll run. Welcome to episode 200 of Toronto Mike, a weekly podcast about anything and everything. Proudly brought to you by Great Lakes Brewery, a local independent brewery producing fresh craft beer and chef's plate, delivering delicious and locally sourced farm fresh ingredients in refrigerated kits directly to your door. I'm Mike from TorontoMike.com, and joining me this week are broadcasters Humble, Howard Glassman, and Fred Patterson, better known as Humble and Fred. You know what's really cool? I'm looking at your son, and there's something about being two and a half years old. He's just like, all he's doing is hanging around looking at his dad and some strange men, and he has uh, one, if not three, of his fingers jammed in his mouth and his nose. (laughs) And honestly, I've never seen a happier person today. This might be the first time he's wandered downstairs during an episode. That's how comfortable he is with your presence there. You know, I often think about that, the uncluttered mind, and I often look at my grandson, John, and every moment of every day is just glorious to him. And he's not thinking of the next moment or the next hour. He's just thinking of right now. Because there's no clutter there. Sure, the children are, uh, and we lose that somewhere along oh, the line. But they're 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 intensely invested in the present tense. It, like it, Jarvis here just saw us, came up, came mm-hmm. downstairs, threw some fingers in the mouth and nose, and he just bolted now. And, and he's not thinking. Gee, I wonder what those guys thought of me with my hand in my mouth. And you know, it's getting younger and younger. The issues that kids have to deal with, and I feel for them. Okay. I really do. I feel for you. This complex world we live in. Mm. Mm. Anyway, hi, Mike. Hey, uh, throughout this episode, we're going to have a great chat, but I'm going to like just sprinkle in some retro IDs. So once in a while, something will start to play. It lasts like 10 to 15 seconds. All I don't right. want you to be caught off guard by this, because I'm going to dive into one really quickly right here. So That's I'm pretty p- cool. Play a bunch of those because uh, I they bring back good like good doses of nostalgia. Just remind me of uh, a previous time in my life. 
a young Mike, a young teenage Mike listening to Edge 102. So welcome back. You were last here. By the way, yeah, this is the first episode Jarvis is coming to say. Jarvis, what if you went upstairs? Mommy's got you. Here's I like Mommy. This. I like this. No, Jarvis is going, look what I have. And now he's got some kind of rope. I'm assuming it's something you and Monica use. Uh, I bet, <laughs> Howard, I bet you didn't come down here when Dave Hodge was here. He did not come down here when Dave Hodge was no. here. Oh, there he is. He's like, I got a rope to show you guys. Careful on the stairs. I, I love the fact that uh, Monica and Boone haven't, you know, like, he's, there's like, there's no stair. It, it's a full, there's no uh, banister. He's no. just rocking it down the stairs. He normally you know, doesn't come down. This is uh, his older brother sleeps down here. So around the corner is where uh, teenage James sleeps. Hold on. Let me just tell the boy to go upstairs. That Mom. is, um, that's actually against code now. Is it really? He should have a railing coming down those stairs, yes. Hold on. Let's, I want to hear what Jarvis has to say. This is awesome. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, Jarvis is going to throw a full-blown shit fit on episode 200. 200. By the way, the last time you guys were here together, episode 100. So if people are getting a taste for Humble and Fred and want more, go to 100. Yeah. But I should point out, Howard came. He flew solo for episode 36. Okay. The, the, and that's where we learn about his first marriage to... Uh, was it Bruce Lee you married? got married to? I married Bruce Lee's niece. In fact, it's funny, on the uh, t- the episode that we just finished of Humble and Fred Radio and HumbleandFredRadio.com, we were speaking to a guy that used to work. His name is Bob Wall, and he was one of the, uh, uh, him and Chuck Norris trained with Bruce Lee. And, and, it was just and you cool. mentioned your story, right? Did you yes. Share? Yes, of course. I did. You know what it was also made me stop, pause for thought during the show today? The woman on Friday who threw the pumpkin seeds at the Prime Minister in Hamilton. We had her on the show, Uti Udiochi. Yeah, she was on the show, not Uti Odiochi. Okay. <laughs> <It does laughs> her name, her, I, we kept screwing up her name because I think her name was Ute okay. or something. Um, she said she used to listen to us. She went to Ryerson, and I guess at the time we were wherever, and I said, how old are you? And she said 50, and I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make sense, but yes, it does. No, of course. Easily could make sense. Well, she, was, th- she went to Ryerson in her 20s, say. When we started in 1989, I was 29 years old, Yeah, and you were 33, so in, in our heyday, and we had a heyday, I believe it was a Tuesday, Yeah, uh, in our heyday <laughs> in the 90s, and that one day, we would have been, I would have been early 30s, you were late 30s, and everybody who listened to us was in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. So now a 50-year-old's like, oh, he's, I grew up with you. But that, at first I'm thinking, oh, she's mistaken. And then I quickly did that math, and it was like, wow, yeah. But she did not go to Ryerson right after high school. Like, there had to be a little gap Well, there. probably. Gap, I mean, I mean, hey, Mike, I figured we don't, that out. We don't know her life. Howard, though, Howard's episode 36. Freddie P., you're episode 34. That's oh. like the, the A to Z of Freddie P.'s illustrious career in uh, broadcasting. Mm-hmm. 34. Uh, and I thought, uh, I really wanted to save, I'm glad you're here, because I really wanted 200. You had 100, I wanted 200 to be sort of a catch-up of Humble. Well, may we say that we're honored that you would invite us back to your beautiful home with and your lovely son and, and daughter upstairs sleeping? And, and may I ask, who would give a shit? I give a shit. Oh, okay. It's all about me here. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Right. I don't have to worry about like listeners like you guys. This yeah. is really like, am <laughs> I, I am I happy? <laughs> <laughs> and this would be good for whom? And this is the second. This is weird because normally it's a one on one, and I, I did buy three mics, but I never used three mics. But this is the second episode in a row where I used all three mics because just a couple of days ago, Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler were here on these mics. In your guys, in your careers, have you guys they ever tell you to paint your front door? <laughs> have you guys ever crossed paths with either Christine Bentley or Kate Wheeler? 
Not I. Well, I hosted um, an event last year with uh, Christine Bentley. And uh, was she pleasant? Lovely. Lovely. Lovely woman. Lovely woman. So they were here, and I'm glad I can use all three mics again uh, today. Uh, as you guys know, I've listened to your show like uh, hundreds of times. I've listened to your Humble and Fred show. So I, I need to know from each of you, I'm very curious, have either of you ever listened to this podcast, Toronto Miked? I want Howard to answer first, looking into his beautiful brown eyes. You know, <clears throat> I would say yes. Early on when you first started, I listened to a couple episodes. Uh, I remember one in particular, you and Elvis, your best friend. He was on. Wasn't he a co-host or something? Well, Rosie was a co-host. Rosie was a co-host. And then Rosie, uh, I couldn't meet the t- conditions of her uh, compensation package. She left and Elvis took over. And then I decided to change the podcast into like these kind of conversations. Um, I listened to the episode where Amanda, former lady friend, was on. I listened to some of that. Yeah, I've tuned in. Just some of that one? How can you resist that one? Because you want to know what she says about you. Well, that was a long time ago. I'm just saying. I, have you? What about you? Have you listened yeah, to any Fred, of this? Fred, have you ever listened to any? Because that, that's disappointing a little bit because you're listening to the ones about people you, you were literally sleeping with. And uh, I just was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's what it no, takes wait, to get you to wait, listen. No, I'm going to have your wait, lovers in here. No, wait. I said to you early on when you yeah. first started, I tuned in a few times. I gave you some feedback. Um, but honestly, no, I don't think I've caught anything in the 100 to 200 okay, that's fair. episode. What about you? You've about never Freddy? listened to one second of this. I'm watching a spider go down the wall there. <laughs> that's cool. Look at that. This the way he's scaling down. Kate Wheeler already told me I have an ugly basement. Oh. and uh, I oh, ordered. really? Yeah, I know. And my brother thought. Well, I'm telling you what, <laughs> she's got an ugly basement. <laughs> Fred, have you listened to anything since episode 100? Just tell me the truth. It's okay. I'm just Portions kidding. of Twitch. If, yes. the, if the guest was appealing to you, like a Dave Hodge, for example. Yeah, maybe. I think the one that I listened to from beginning to end was the Mike Stafford one because there was personal interest there. Did Stafford talk about snubbing you at the wedding? We talked yeah, a great remember, deal about that. And then we talked about it on the show, and then you played all those sound effects, and it rubbed everybody the wrong way. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember Fred, you played that? I don't remember. I, I was just poised for a nice... Moment, eloquent, I remember reminiscing this. moment. Then Howard started hammering away on the <laughs> no, on macaque, the, right? on the macaque. macaques. <laughs> yeah. Spoiled the fucking another spoiled the moment. Sensitive yeah. moment. Stafford got pissed another. off. Another. Oh, Poon right. thought it was inappropriate, and everything fucking went to shambles from there. <laughs> and I haven't talked to Stafford since. That's that was great. my question. Have you have you made amends with Stafford since then? No, there's no amends to make. If I walked up to the lakeshore there and he was walking down the street and said, hey, do you want to go have a beer? It would be that simple. So do you guys listen to any podcasts other than your own? I have. I listen to uh, Mark Marin occasionally. You know, I've, li- I've gone back and listened to some of his, you know, uh, his big episodes. Mainly, recently I listened to him because of uh, Gary Shandling dying. Mm. And I heard that. I mean, as a regular, it's funny, as a regular podcast consumer, I'm not, I'm not it. What about you? No, I'm more of a um, live AM radio. It, like, really, if I'm listening, stopping down to listen to something, it just, again, it's McCown in the afternoon on the Fan 590. I don't really listen to any news talk radio anymore. The other and podcast I do like is Alec. I used to like Alec Baldwin's mm-hmm. uh, Here's the Thing, mm-hmm. depending on who he's had on the show. And um, when I get in bed at night, often I'll put on Sirius XM on my app, and there's a lot of talk radio on there. But again, it's live. So actual podcasts, no. Is 
Oh, I also listen. Should we I, say that? No, of course. What's well, the truth? Well, we're podcasters. Why? And you're we, pioneers. I listen why to. Uh, I listen to my other podcast, Swing Thoughts. Uh, although I've never heard a whole episode of it. Um, yeah. What's well, tough? I have personally, big time. If there's anything, well, no. I hate looking at myself, but a close second is listening to myself. Are you like that? Like, I, I just don't, like, I was on a podcast last week, Matt Kundal. I really haven't listened to it because I thought, I'll just sit there be th- criticizing myself. It's funny because my I listened to it this weekend. Yeah, but it's different. But see, I would listen to you, too. No, no I, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> no. No, I'd be more inclined to listen to you than myself. That's all. Well, I listened to it because I wanted to hear how uh, you sounded. I wanted to hear how he sounded. Um, and then I got just interested in what you were saying. It was funny because it was about us, but I thought you were, uh, I thought it was very articulate. Was it um, distorted at all? No, everyone's got, <laughs> everyone has great sound. Like these microphones in this particular setting sound better than the microphones we have in our setting, well, and it costs $10,000. What cost ten thousand? That that board we just stuck in that. No, I, we could get these mics. These are good mics, man. Procaster, Rode Procasters. I know a dealer like nearby, like Queensway and. Uh, we should try them out. Did you have to pay for them, or do you have no, mentions? I pay no. I paid. I had to pay cash, like full price. I also like these. Uh, mic- and that's what we're getting. No, I know because the ones we had were too fucking bulky and long. These are nice and. These from the, the same place. We yeah. Well, remember those ones we had with the long fucking rod? Not really. When we first started, I, I don't like remember those. anything anymore. You know, they, kept, they, let, they were out of balance, and we had to tape them. Let up. me uh, let me do a quick uh, mention of some sponsors, and then I want to do a d- deep dive into the state, sort of the state of the union, the state of humble and. Friend. And then you're gonna explain the beers, I yeah. guess, because it's your your sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Don't give up. You still have That's that was a friend of Dan's. I've told you that story. That uh, woman sing. I remember the day she, that was in Brampton. Yeah, exactly. I remember that day. That wasn't Kate Bush. Huh? No, nope. it wasn't Kate. It wasn't anybody's Bush. <laughs> Although you say that, we probably could have arranged at the time for Kate Bush to do that. You know, she was so afraid. So you know. Yeah, Mike. You know, she's afraid to fly. That's why she didn't tour very much. I've heard that. I've heard that. I got that off Alan Cross's. Like the guy uh, from The Cure. Same uh, has Alan Cross been in here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alan Cross has been here. I was going to say, you should get Alan Cross in here. He took a call during the episode, and I, get, I still get notes. Like, I can't believe Alan Cross took a call during your recording. Well, you have the ability for people to call in here? Where? I don't see. I don't <laughs> no. see. Well, I do, but uh, we oh. aren't going to do that. But he took oh. a call on his cell phone. Oh. Okay, so firstly, if anybody wants to crowdfund this podcast and help me pay for these microphones, it's patreon.com slash How's that going for Toronto you, by Mike. the way? Uh, it's not going as well as I had hoped it would go, to be honest. It's tough. We're going to talk about this because you guys did some crowdfunding that was far more successful. It's there, been tough. certain keys along the way we'll help you with. Help me. Yeah, so, first, uh, first but, get a crowd. <laughs> Patreon.com. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a crowd. It's just getting them to take out a visa. And no, I know. You actually have. It's amazing what you've done here. We're, we both were saying, like, it's remarkable. All joking aside, what you've been able to accomplish without having to paint your front door. <laughs> and get rid of the spiders down here. So patreon.com slash Toronto Mike. You can go to torontomike.com and click the big orange button to become a patron. Give what you can, a, a toonie a month, whatever you can give, and help crowdfund this. You guys mentioned the beer. Okay, there's a six-pack of beer in front of each of you. This is uh, courtesy of Great Lakes Brewery, and they want you to go home. I know, I know, Howard, you've given up alcohol. Is that correct? 
Yes. Well, so you will give this to uh, friends who visit, right? I'll give it to Fred. No, no. You know what? We should put them in the uh, in the fridge. But, As but you like it. That's another cool thing. We were working on the studio last mm-hmm. week, right? In a lot of workplaces now, it used to be like Mad Men and all that you've referenced. Where <laughs> yeah. They would have a bar in the office and everybody have a drink at the end of the day. Well, you can't do that anymore. I just thought that was cool. Uh, last week, we're working on the office, and I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Stop it and grab a case of beer and have it in the fridge yep. and to offer it to whoever wants to come. What's and, interesting and is... we can do that. If we were in a corporate environment, we could not do that. Some uh, progressive corp... My wife works for a company with an uh, open bar, okay? It's what? a full bar on tap, beer on tap, and 24-7, if you have a pass card to what? get in the office, you can drink what you wish, yeah. Uh, actually, at One Young Street, which is the Toronto Star Building. Mm. This, so some, some of these like modern companies want their employees to spend more time at the office and less time away from the office. Yeah. So they, they, they have this like free beer and stuff. And but and stuff. on Mad Men, they weren't waiting to the end of the day. They were having, no. they were no, having exactly. scotch at 10, you know, 10.30 in the morning. That's true. Guys, I have more good news. Okay, so you got your beer, and I, I'm yes, sure you... Yes, thank uh, you very much. So, you know, I hear Dan Duran spends the odd weekend at your new home, which we're going to talk about. Dan's been there uh, several times. He'll want a cold beer in the fridge. This is great for your guests. Who thank you very it. much. And uh, your your daughters are legal drinking age. At least one is, maybe two. Uh, both of them are. But, they might but, want but one But one well. doesn't drink. Okay. Okay. So, Fred, enjoy the beer while you watch uh, our beloved Maple Leafs. Uh, one more uh, good piece of news for you guys is that uh, there's a company called Chef's Plate. And if you want to eat healthy without worrying about meal planning, you can have uh, this leading meal kit delivery service send you. Like they deliver to your door pre-portioned, locally sourced, farm fresh ingredients and easy to follow um, recipes. And you basically can make this healthy uh, tasty food yourself. Well, like, that's I've done am- it. You must be doing it all the time then. I've done it uh, twice. And, uh, Is that what we're having for lunch? Your, you, yeah, <laughs> well, you, each of you get two free meals. What? So after this, I'll send you a link. You tell me the two meals you want the most, and then basically a shipping address, and this company, Chef's Plate, will send you two free meals, each of you. Oh, I love that. So Jesus. you can enjoy that. How about that this? I'll give you the I beer, so. and you give me your Chef's Plates. Deal. Yeah, there you go. All right, there you now, go. Now, if regular people who aren't humble and Fred want two free plates uh, from Chef's Plate, there is a way you can do that. Just go to chefsplate.com and use the promo code Toronto Mike, and you can get your two uh, first two plates free. So use promo code Toronto Mike at chefsplate.com and try it for yourself. And that's it. Let's dive in here. Okay, first okay. I want to know. First, can anyone hear Jarvis upstairs? <laughs> no, because these mics, you got to be right on God, these mics. They kid. can't hear he's, that. By the way, he's gorgeous. Eh? He's beautiful, that That's child. the Filipino-Irish. Wait a second. Your wife's Filipino? <laughs> 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 yes. I had no idea. Are you suggesting Filipinos are good looking? I, Philip, I personally find them very attractive. Uh, mm, okay. That okay. sounds racist. Sounds stereotypical. Wasn't and, Howard uh, pursuing a woman of Filipino descent recently? Just briefly. He just pursues <laughs> just everything. Just briefly. <laughs> I've got quite a list. I've got quite a... Uh, it's, well, it's because it's uh, winter girlfriend slash Tinder season starting mm-hmm. soon. So He's pursuing something with a snarch. And let's uh, talk mm. the business of Humble and Fred. Yes, and then we're going to talk about ahead. your lives and where you're at. Let's so, talk about the business. Okay. So... For those who don't know, uh, five years ago this month, you guys made a decision to broadcast daily. None of this one-offs at Dan's house or Proud FM or whatever. You're going to broadcast daily from your own studio, and you started this five years ago. I remember it fondly. And then it's become uh, an actual money-making enterprise where you two can uh, make real dollars by owning your own business because your podcast is not just a podcast like this. Your podcast is live to air on Sirius XM Satellite Radio 
every single weekday morning. Yes. Yes. Correct. That is correct. What's your 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 uh, research uh, so far is on point. Thank How you. I Thank wanted you, to give, Brian Linehan. I wanted to give everybody <laughs> like the facts. How so? Tell me how the business of Humble and Fred is going five years after you began. Um, the business of it's very healthy. One thing we've learned along the way is you gain a, a better appreciation for how the sales departments work at radio stations because remember periodically over the years. Um, Howard, people would say, hey, geez, you know, we got to watch the budget sales are down. And then you think, yeah, bullshit, you just don't want to pay us. Well, it is the way the business works. You have high points and low points, and then you hope generally it's healthy. And that's where we're at. We have periods when we have lots of sponsors, and then we have periods where that dips a bit. And uh, But generally speaking, at the end of the year, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, it's pretty healthy. Considering what we do and how we do it, very proud of it. Howard? Um, when you say the business, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about, you know, some of that, what, what Fred was talking about, you know, financially, and then, right. you know, where we're at five years in, you know, the, one of my best buds is an entrepreneur and he said, we were talking about a month ago and I said, yeah, we're coming up to our five year anniversary. He said, you know, that's very rare and reminded me how few Canadian small businesses forget lasting five years last a year. So from that standpoint, you know, as guys that used to be you know, working for big corporations and had everything done for us to guys that basically work for themselves and do everything for themselves. That part of the business of Humble and Fred is very healthy. And let's be very honest and truthful here when it comes to business and health and comparing it to other businesses. We're lucky. You know, as you found out, an initial investment, the overhead isn't that much. We are the overhead. Howard and I and a couple of people we pay. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like that. We have to um, take a business loan or um, uh, put money out for stock and hoping that one day it gets sold. You know what I mean? All those things that a lot of businesses have to deal with. We don't. Thank goodness. And that's the one th- good thing about our business. The o- the overhead is just like almost so nothing. You mentioned two, so just to clarify. So right now there are four people on the Humble and Fred no. radio payroll. More. Uh, there are four of us plus there's six of us. So we have two uh, salespeople. Salespeople are like they're so they're commission based, right? Like they take a percentage. No, when when you say payroll though, like every month six people get a check cut from the Humble and Fred show. Cool. Yeah. And uh, okay, and so so you two are now five years in. You mentioned the the sponsors uh, are healthy. Is the term you used? So. You and I know. I know some big names are on board and renewing, right? Like uh, Bingo. Pizza Pizza, which is a monster name. Sleep, Sleep Country. Country. You name them, actually. Five Hour, Five hour Energy. Um, Mitsubishi Motors of Canada just came on new. board, which is huge. Um, five. Did we say Five Hour Energy? Yeah. Five Hour Energy. Um, that's five years now. Wow. Um, Slate Music, FYI, Music oh, that, News, five right. years. Mm-hmm. Sleep Country's in uh, to its well, twenty fourteen. So third year cycle. Pizza, pizza, three years. Uh, we have another. We have a couple smaller sponsors. You know, not not big brand names, but you know, the retirement Sherpa is a financial advisor who uses our show. He's on every month. Uh, um, Fresh Books just uh, is another sponsor. They're sort of more of the podcast sponsor. Um, Squatty Potty has come back. We had an initial run with them, and they took a break over the summer, and they're back big time. Cool in the fall. And again, you know, I mean, Howard handles a lot of the sales. And 
it's it's such a great selling point to have those notable sponsors renew. Um, well, you can go to other guys and say, "Hey, pizza, pizza, pizza. you're dropping this. the names." It's not, and how he does. Well, here's the thing: I was listening to this Matt Cundell podcast with my boy Fred, and you know, part of it I was in. I just wanted to hear that. Really, my first interest in going to get the podcast was I wanted to hear the quality of it. Um, and then I happened to be in the studio, which is now in my house, and I had the computer on, so I listened to a good portion of what Fred was talking about. But Freddie made this point that because Matt asked him about downloads and numbers and Sirius XM, what is it? Sirius XM. <laughs> um, but Fred said the the yeah we can we have numbers and we can supply download numbers to people etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But your point, which I thought was a good one, is the the best endorsement of our of our the best number that we can offer our clients is just what Freddie was saying. These people have renewed. Over and over again, and they're not stupid. They're, I mean, some of these people are giving us significant amounts of money, like in a way that we never would have imagined five years ago. And they don't, they wouldn't do it. They can't just be doing that based on brand. Yeah, I'd say a good portion of it is. I don't even know what. 60%, 70% is. I like Humble and Fred. They do a great job for us, but they've got to be getting some. Some people that are buying shit from them. Well, you know, Bill Hertz, our sales manager, the original one, you know, he just renewed Sleep Country. And the note we got back was, of course, we're going to renew. We're really happy with our relationship with Humble and Fred. Well, that sounds nice and everything. But listen, for them to come to that determination, they just didn't pull it off the top of their head, as Howard say. Every cent that they spend these companies, as you know, as companies get bigger and more complex, the more they scrutinize dollars. So obviously, Sleep Country Canada is getting a return on sure. Humble and Fred. Is, is, sales manager uh, Howard Glassman, uh, is there a maximum number of sponsors for the podcast? Like, do you have a number where if you hit that number, you would not add another one? I'll answer that forty-four. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious I, uh, because uh, let, I know obviously if a big name came in, you wouldn't say, "Hey, we don't want your money." No, but- um, we have a deal in place with SiriusXM for a maximum allowable minutes that we can sell during the show. Based on a legal CRTC right. um, um, quota, but but as and, and we haven't reached it. We've been close a couple of times, but as far as you know, we we sort of have a, a number. I'm probably eight. Is I mean we're close to it now. I think we're at seven, just so it doesn't sound sure nonstop commercials. But the reason we think of eight is we can do two at a time every half hour, and we do a four uh, two hour show. But as you say, it, and, and we have a bit of a thing in place with Sirius. If we ever went over our allotted amount of minutes, we could either buy back some of the time if we needed to, or they just give it to us. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, so the six people on the payroll, you mentioned two salespeople, and you two, obviously, are the primary stakeholders here. But oh, who, yeah. just so we know, the other two people, is it Phil Hong, your uh, producer? Yep. And, Amanda and Amanda Barker, Barker, also a producer. Plus Amanda. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there's, I mean, in terms of really getting paid every month, it's uh, the four of us. But Amanda also gets some commission because Amanda brought us pizza, pizza, squatty potty. I mean, when I say brought us, like she did some of the prospecting. I mean, I was involved in the sale. Do your prospecting. prospecting. (laughs) I'm trying to have a serious conversation. (laughs) You're just going, (laughs) now you're you're just doing fucking sound effects. We'll get to the voices, don't worry. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not in. This isn't. Doesn't feel like the old prospector. Okay, but you said the word. Usually, that's a trigger. 
Go ahead. So anyway, um, <laughs> Bill Hertz really hasn't been involved much with the company over the last couple of years, other than his relationships with Sleep Country and FYI account for a lot of money in our world. And then we've, we just hired a new guy about uh, three or four months ago, and he just made his first sale, which was Mitsubishi Motors of Canada, which is ridiculous. Just sounds cool. Oh, they make cars. They are a car company, Michael. And there's, a dang there's some overhead in that business. Like Freddie said, you got to actually have some inventory. Mm. Well, and, and like I said, what we're charging these people is, is certainly nothing like terrestrial radio, but getting closer, and it's a significant amount of, significant amount of money. Okay, uh, wait, let me play another clip. And then yeah, another do clip. that. Humble and friend, we ain't got no college. Imagine we were 29 and 33 when we recorded those many years ago. Many moons ago. Now, and you know what? I remember it like it was yesterday standing in those studios in yep. Brampton and, you know, when you're young and excited and it was a new project, it was fabulous. Good times. So uh, you mentioned, oh, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> 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 no, I yeah. it's is that your version? Old prospector here. So that is, we have recorded those like maybe ninety. No, I'm telling. That was like the first summer I was there. Oh, okay. So, so the whatever, first year I was there, twenty-five, twenty-six years ago. Yeah. Where did it go? Anyway, <laughs> Amanda Barker, why don't you, you crack a beer? Why don't you crack way, a GLB? Anytime you want. I'm not in the mood right now. You'd love, uh, you'd love the Great Lakes beer. You would love it. Well, I'm looking at this one. This is interesting, this Karma Citra, because yeah. I've, in the, this summer I get into a couple of the citrusy beers that are good. That one, they do this IPA thing where they mm-hmm. bring them in. That one just showed up again. So uh, Cool. Cool. Uh, you, we mentioned Amanda Barker, who I guess not only adds content, but helps schedule people, and you said does some sales work. So she's, a, she's doing a lot of things. But I want to ask you about a big, tough decision you recently made with uh, personnel. So... You uh, recently had to let somebody go. So my question to you as small business owners, uh, how tough is that? And we're talking about Eileen, of course. Uh, listeners at Humble yes. right now. So how tough is that as you know, small business owners to have to make a decision like that? And uh, any regrets, any uh, thoughts now that it's kind of in the rearview mirror? Well, we had this discussion many times leading up to that. It's like... You know, creating and running your own business is there's a lot of there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of benefits, but at the same time, like any other business, there are things along the road that you have to deal with and aren't sometimes they're distasteful. Remember having that discussion, and it's like, well, it's something we're going to do, and we feel needs to be done, and if we're going to be grown up businessmen, got to do it, and. That's basically was the attitude. So was it easy? No. But we had let a couple of, not to group Eileen with an intern, but over the years we had let a couple of interns go, and it was almost like the minor leagues of letting people go. And then when I was in Peterborough, I had to let a couple of people go. So I was somewhat conditioned, but it's never fun. It's never nice. No, it was really shitty, but it was... um something we felt necessary to do because the content and vibe of the show, originally we wanted to do it because we think that the Humble and Fred part, and, and taking nothing away from Eileen. I mean, Eileen's brilliant and funny and kind and, and, and was a big part of our show, but what was happening is it was becoming the Humble Fred and Eileen show. And, you know, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be doing the Humble and Fred show. Maybe we can talk about that at some point. But I, I and Fred 
it just it got away from our sort of original mandate of it's just me and Fred. I mean, you you used to say, I mean, what what your favorite part of the show is when just Fred and I talking about humble. Basically, and Fred when sh- Howard says we should sh- start the show now, that essentially, whenever I hear that, I know the best part's over. Like that part before you think you. Sometimes, like thirty five minutes will yeah. go by, and we've talked about nothing in the news except for what we were thinking about on the way in or something on the weekend, and I'll go, okay, well, we'll get started at any moment. What what was happening was back to Eileen is it was becoming too much of a three person show. Taking nothing away from her contribution, it just wasn't the direction that we it, it, we had gotten away from our original sort of prime directive, Star Trek fan. And I'll and I'll be brutally honest here. Um, the way our show is structured, Howard's sort of the initiator generally, right? And I'm the reactor. Howard usually starts bits as the main host. The way it's always been. This, well, this involves a certain amount of timing and anticipation and reaction that when it's just the two of us it feels good and it clicks when you're when our show is traditionally structured like that and then i lean in the mic to say something and then it the moment's lost the show is not so much fun for me anymore you know what I mean? it just isn't well you have 25 yeah. years well, i don't know how many years right. are we going on now Thir- it, almost 30 years of- you two having your rhythm and your timing and which is uh, huge and so it was affecting fred more than it was affecting me but fred being affected affected me and it was affecting me in that i would throw something out kind of knowing you know right. where he'll take it or where he might go or knowing that wherever he takes it i've got to be ready to react now and then another person whoever that is and 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 it could be amanda it could be eileen or you it just interrupts that flow and, you know, there are people listening to this that might think, well, geez, um, I think she had more to say or she was better at that than, say, I was or whatever the, the deal is. No matter what your opinion of what unfolded and what the show was, what it is and what it's returned to, um, the problem is I'm half owner. <laughs> <laughs> it's your well, show. No, and, and, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and listen, when we brought Eileen in, it was like, you know, it was great when when you get a little bit of anybody else. And Eileen was brilliant uh, in a lot of ways and very funny, but it had just oh, it had become something it was never intended to be. Yes, and, and it's so, funny how life works because she's. I used to bump into her on the waterfront trail, so she didn't live very far from here on the on Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of shortly thereafter, being let go by you guys. She's bought a house in Oshawa now. Like so she's way out in Oshawa. She never would have bought that house in Oshawa if she had to come to South Etobicoke for work every day. I good think that's point. Fair to say. So it's just interesting that you sort of this move in the greater good has been served. Sure, and, and you know what? There have been a lot of you know early on, and again because we're sort of transparent and we try and be as authentic as we can. I mean, we don't want to tell. We can't tell everybody. Everything you know, there was other mitigating circumstances that have nothing to do with the on-air part, but had to do with us being the kind of guys that we are, which is you know we try and err on the side of kindness when we can. But as far as what's been happening, the I don't even know how long it's been—four or five months. We took a lot of shit initially, like you know, and that's fine because a lot of our fans really, really liked her, and no one likes change. Nobody likes change, and it was change, and no one didn't. They, at first, they didn't like the way we handled it, and that's fine. But in the months that have ensued, you know, I believe the show has gotten back to the kind of rhythm it it always had. And sometimes we know sometimes it'll just be Fred and I for the first half hour, no interns, no Phil, just us shooting the shit, and we like that freedom again. And I'll be telling at this point in my life, 
this has got to be fun and enjoyable or right. I don't really want to do it. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I've had a good run. It can't feel like a job. Well, that, and that's what it was. And, I, and, and I could see him getting frustrated. And the last thing I need is the last five years of his career with me being all, ah, fuck. All curmudgeon. No, but, but not, not curmudgeon. Yeah, but it, just, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gone. No, it wouldn't it, have gone five years because it would have been, you know, well, if, if the show, say it had unfolded, evolved to the point where I go, well, there's really not a spot for me, I'd be cool with that. Seriously, it would be like, hey, it's been a good run. And, you know, I'm at, at a, an age now. And well, okay, let's do this now. I actually was going to yeah. do this later, but let's do no, it now. No, 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 so, but I, I, I'm just but, saying but that's a good question. People want to know, like, how long will you run? Like, ha- listeners of Humble and Fred show, how long, Fred, are you willing to, uh, you and Howard, get together? And we're going to talk about the new studio in just one minute, because that's a big development that's happened right now. Uh, but maybe maybe we do that real quick, and that leads into this. We will get back to how long will you run. You can you can percolate okay. on that one. But actually, let's, let's play this. <laughs> let's percolate. <laughs> Hey, he's doing a bit. Let him do a bit. Jesus. I'm not 100% sure Fred's mic is loud enough. I do watch the levels here. Okay. You are, are you louder serious? than Fred. You are louder than Fred. No, I'm saying, uh, well, okay, because I'm... I'm, oh, I'm do, you, do you process it after? No, will, but what I I'm doing do is little, I'm do a little my advantage is I'm speaking directly into it and he has to turn his head to look at you. Yeah, okay, how about this? Don't worry about I won't be okay. disrespected if you don't look at my eyes. Right. By the way, Maestro Fresh West was here a few weeks ago and he was sitting where Howard is and his eyes were closed for two thirds of the interview. I thought he fell asleep on me. Well, you know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and great. he's like a hero of mine. What a, I'm like, what a I'm talking compliment. about a hero. It's Go funny ahead. you say that because for a few minutes here at the beginning, my eyes were closed too, but it's Two hours of doing our show with these cheap reader glasses, um, your eyes get sore. What if you spend some money on quality glasses? Uh, maybe you can I afford should. it. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, it's we funny. We have benefits. You're fucking right. I should probably get like mm-hmm. proper reading Same glasses because these are shiet. Yeah. And it's a, that's a good And point. don't cheap out on your eyes. of all the things that you do. We have, and we have, we could get, that's under our benefits? I think it's $200 every two years. Okay. Uh, $200 so, doesn't go far, but. What do you want to know? Let's talk about the move. Let's talk about the studio move. And sure. Then, okay. So this is a big, like, major development in the Humble and Fred business. So, well, maybe you tell it. I say I can tell it, but then I'm going to sound like Brian Linehan again. So, what big change have you made with where you record, Freddie P? Oh. We had um, rented a, and there's an industrial building in South Etobicoke on 30th Street. Um, we rented a space there for the past three years. Prior to that, we were in another space in conjunction with another company, but that doesn't matter at this Let's point. Let's not talk about that. Okay. That's right. The company that I was working with and will not be named in this room. So for the past three years, we've, had, hard feelings. we've had our own space. <laughs> My bum still hurts. And it was a pretty cool setup. Yeah, it was great. No, it was a pretty cool setup. I mean, there were some issues with heat and, and cool and all that, but it was a pretty good setup. But we were actually paying, you know, rent, I guess. It, we had a three-year lease. We paid rent. And it was fair, I guess, the rent, whatever. But as the um, lease was approaching its end, and um, we were having issues with the environment as far as dust in the air, to be honest, which became an issue. A lot of coughing, from, especially from... Although I'm still doing cough. I still, for some reason, I don't know what's going on. I'm still coughing. Uh, oh, uh, or the TB. Mm-hmm. Or the vapors. Nah, maybe. A little vapor. So anyway, we just one day were th- knocking it around and thought, boy, what if... 
And Howard at the time wanted to move back into the city from Oakville because his girls were grown, his ex-wife had all moved back into the city, so we thought it would be good for him. So we thought, hey, why don't we get a space that we can broadcast from, not your basement. Nothing wrong with your basement, although you might want to paint that front door. How about a... <laughs> no, but seriously, sure. the way we're structured, we don't want to do that. You know, we want it to be like a job, cool. like an environment, you know? Um, so we thought, why don't we look at some storefronts? And th- my first idea was maybe like an old restaurant or something with an apartment above it, which ultimately would have been shitty for Howard. Anyway, he quickly found where we're at. It's one of those new live-work places. It's only 10 years old, and it's a very stylish townhouse above a new studio, so to speak. Well, retail space. Retail space slash studio. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. not traditional retail space. And with a basement. It's not not like we we built it in an old Forever 21 or something. Right. (laughs) But you know what I mean. It's like. That's right. No, absolutely. Our space could actually be um, a living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway. um, And then it has a basement, which is halfway above grade. It's not like a dungeon. Anyway, uh, you know, the price was right. The situation was right. So now instead of paying rent to somebody, virtually for the same amount of money, we're paying a mortgage. So the company owns this property? No. No. So Howard owns this property. Howard Glassman owns the house, and Howard and Fred of Humble and Fred Radio own the mortgage. Okay. So, so it's like a business. Well, expense. and it's, you know, listen, you know, Fred's done a, it's basically a huge service to me because theoretically, two thirds of the house is owned by Howard, one third's owned by Howard and Fred. And whatever money we pay for mortgage and part of the utilities and all that stuff uh, goes to to our landlord, which is me. But Fred, theoretically, when I say theoretically, legally will participate in the growth of that third of the property if there ever is any growth realized. But mainly, I thought about this. It's like he's doing me a favor. Um, but we're, we're doing each other the favor because we have a better space. Yep. It looks great. Yep. I love we it. we um, control our, whatever rent we're paying. It's kind of coming back to ourselves. Yeah, it makes sense. And I look at it this way with just a, a, a tiny portion of the ownership. The thing is, if at the end of the day, end of the day, when I cash out, I die and Delise gets to realize this, oh, however man. it unfolds, even if I just get back the half of the mortgage that we paid, yeah, it's more than I'm getting at the old place, right? right? All that money is profits. gone. Yeah. So even if that is returned on some level one day, it's like, hey, I'm fucking good. And meanwhile, this guy who wanted to move back into the city and needed to rebuild some equity after his, honestly, right? Sure, after well, and not just yeah. that, but I, I, and all of that made sense. Yeah. The financial and the physical part, but as I, you know, Mike, you've been there. I, f- I love the place. I've seen your performing, which is in your huge. bedroom. You've got a <laughs> That's stage. Right. I have a, I have a, uh, a mini stage yeah. in my bedroom, which yeah. is perfect for me. And you know yeah. how big that is to me. Even though, again, my portion is small, the fact that he moved there and actually was happy was huge to me because I was sort of holding my breath, thinking, "Fuck, if he goes there and he hates and this is all wrong, I'm not going to feel very good about it." Because part of the key to this is. Being comfortable. Yeah. Because that ends up on the show as well, right? And this is Queensway and Islington. I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but this is like, it's on Queensway. It's just east of Islington. That's right. It's the the uh, Humble and Fred storefront squatty potty performance zone. 
Nice. In the five-hour energy uh, green room. Nice. And uh, I, I should uh, also point out, I actually took a lot of photos. Uh, so you've only recorded two shows. So as we speak, you've had two shows. Friday, two show. yeah. Two shows. We and did our grand opening Friday the 21st. And today was the first regular, the 24th, the first regular show we've done in there. And I took some photos, which will go up on TorontoMike.com. So I took t- before photos when you guys were still getting things ready. And I have now kind of some after photos so I can show everybody what it all looks like. But in my opinion, uh, it's ideal. Like the, the residence is great for Howard to live in. And this uh, studio is ideal to record in. It's m- great idea. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to turn the basement where Phil is into a rub and tug. Yeah, well, well because, well, you can still uh, I, work because the Queensway apparently is the rub and tug epicenter of Toronto. Okay. Well, that's the cool thing about this too as that area of the city on a daily basis you can see it rolling out you know from the city yeah and becoming cooler and cooler i mean even after humble and fred whenever that may be i mean there are options to use it for other stuff rent it to other people i mean my wife has like a sewing studio thing she started uh mm-hmm. called mint and chip and she makes custom children's clothes she could have her retail she could absolutely there you go it's so i mean the we'll the, talk with monica after <laughs> yeah. the, the possibilities are endless and i'll tell you i walked in there this morning and i said to howard you know what feels a bit weird here and i don't know it was like the sound yet when we arrived at the other studio that we didn't have music playing or it was just us talking and sitting in that room. Just the the whole vibe was different, but it was great because it was new and it's clean and it's our stuff. And yeah, and you own it. It's like you own A to Z now of your business. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And the new cool. table. We don't use my dining room table anymore. We had a professional table built. And we have a new board. Uh, but I, I'll say for me, I woke up this morning uh, around the same time I have been since I've been in you know your neighbor. So I used to get up. At five, and I'd leave my house in Oakville at five twenty-five, and it would take me the better part of a half an hour after I figured, you know, to get to work. And then for the last seven weeks before we did the move, it's taken me five minutes to get to work. Well, today, like I kind of woke up at around five twenty, twenty-five, with the realization that our producer Phil was in the basement, like he was already there. He gets there at five, and uh, that basically all I had to do was put on some clothes take Stan the dog out for his business and then I was at work and it was it was weird it was different but I know I'll get used to it the sound in the studio is different for us and but you know by the time the show was over I could kind of feel like okay we're getting this will be like our new normal oh, yeah. and it won't take very long absolutely and it looks I think we I think we did a great job honestly it looks so much different in our last place yeah and I'll tell you you know what we've maintained through this the previous studio and I'm sure here the spirit of radio. And I'm, we really have. And I was saying this to my wife on the weekend. You know, we've had the opportunity to be in some corporate studios over the past couple of years, and I don't like it anymore. I just don't like the vibe. I don't like the feel. Everybody, you can just feel it. People are under pressure. I think they're all afraid of losing their jobs. There's no fun in the halls. The, what we've done with our studio and this new one, and I'm sure, again, it'll be the same way. We've maintained, like it's the environment's fun. Whether it's just me and Howard or Phil and Amanda's there or the interns, it, we make it feel like radio was when we had a good time. Well, totally. right. How much of the... You, mentioned <laughs> it's like the radio. you know what it is? It's the field of dreams <laughs> of radio. It is. We're, we're Shoeless Joe Jackson. We're, we've come out of the cornfield to play every morning. That's seriously. Are you gonna cry? Because that's a fucking analogy for you. It's the catch with his dad that makes me cry. Exactly. Me too. It's 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 just it's true. And like 
that's why I love it so much. Like when I get up in the morning to go, I feel like I did in the old days of CFNY. Well, that's okay. How mm-hmm. much of the spirit of radio is influenced by the David Marsden era that you were a part of? No, he means, I, yeah. But, no, no, it was both. Listen, yeah. hey, listen, in the, before Howard at CFNY in the 80s was fun. We had a panic at that radio station. But Marsden encouraged that. And the thing is, when Howard came, the regime sort of changed, but the attitude was the same. And it took a long... I, in fact, I don't think we ever lost it at the edge, right, to 2001. No, no we had a good time. Mm-hmm. When, when I, yeah. But I know what, there's, you know, mixing the metaphors. But the spirit mm-hmm. of, of radio, the way we liked it, you know, the, you know, the sort of end of the, the... Like, the mojo thing was fine. It was fun. The mix thing was a disaster in terms of the kind of fun we have. But, you know, in the five years, and it's interesting you say that, in the five years we've been able to recreate mm-hmm. the radio of our youth in a way where everyone's having a good time, we're doing bits because we like it, we're, we're not making, you know, crazy amounts of money, we're making, we're making okay money, and, and we're doing it because we want to do it, not because it's like, okay, what's this consultant have to say to us now? No, it, it, it really is, and that's so important about wanting to come back every day. Because that's it. Let's, I think Mike uh, wants to move let's on get per- from this. No, I want to get personal, and then I want to. What uh, what more personal? Question. We just gave you a, sh- a, war- a <laughs> an ca- actual. Uh, we gave you a WP Kinsella <laughs> moment there, and you just threw it aside. It's one of the few movies where if you put it on right now, even though I've seen it a hundred yeah. times, I would actually tear up and cry. Me and too. Kids know it too, and I always I put my like my shirt over my eyes because I'm Daddy's bawling, and they know Daddy's bawling, and they oh, know me that too. two minute clip makes me ball every. Even thinking about it, I will cry. My other favorite clip though is the uh, when the guy, the redheaded guy from Thirty Something says you can't uh, you can't uh, lose this field ray yeah or the doc when the when doc ram goes i better get home before my wife thinks i have a girlfriend that's right exactly i love that even with uh, what's his name uh who's who plays burt lancaster wow and he uh oh no it gives me chills i you know that's i there's i don't talk about this i love sports movies i love the natural i love i love I love those kind of movies. I watched. Listen, I watched uh, Moneyball for about the third time. Baseball recently. makes the best sports. Ma- greatest movies ever. Although there is a golf movie with. Uh, it's a better book, The Legend of Bagger Vance. I've heard of it. Will Smith, right? Yeah, but no, and and Matt Damon. What about a, Tin Cup? Tin <laughs> yeah, Cups. You know what? Tin Cup's not a bad movie, but um, but Leg- you'd like Legend of Bagger Vance. It's a great book. I've seen it. I've seen the movie. Humble I mean, what you call it? Legend of Baggy Pants. We're stupid. Um. Yeah, it's funny. I the Field of Dreams thing. I love the movie, but it never brought me to tears. What a hard ass! But I you am. didn't have father issues like I did. Maybe. That's well, me, yeah, maybe. Listen, man. When he says, you know, you want to have a catch, I can't watch with. No, kids. I forget. I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm going to be up too. Can't sell this field. No, that's what he says. You can't sell this field, Ray. Yeah, because it's okay. funny when my son Danny would come to me and say, "Dad, you want to play catch?" I'd say, "Go to bed." <laughs> no. Oh, like the remember the early eighties, the, the drunken guy who was putting the, the uh, he goes, and the kids trying to his general Lee was broken, yeah. and there's a guy he's yeah. he's had too many pops, yeah. and he tr- can't put it back together, and he goes, "Go to bed now." <laughs> it's a PSA that aired in tr- yeah. the GTA, and the, he's not from the GTA back then, but like the mid eighties, early eighties, oh, still haunts me that GTA. Come so on, my the, bit there actually made sense. That to PSA, some people. Mm, the yeah. cats in the cradle and, he, and the silver moon. <laughs> a lot of the references I drop, you have to be from like the Toronto area in oh, okay. the eighties to get a lot of it. And That's great. You, that, that's why you're a very funny man to a very specific group. But not in the category comedy. That is, that is, I want to point that out. No, exactly. let, let's hear uh, Dan here real quick. This is Humble and Fred. That's your buddy Dan Duran. Dan Duran uh, opened the show. If you haven't heard the Friday, October 21st uh, file, Dan does a two and a half minute intro. 
but it was great. It was really well done. Yeah, I loved listening and it was back fun. when he produced your show in the what, mid eight, mid nineties, I guess. Uh, early early nineties. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. our second producer. Our first producer hated us, and he lasted about three months. But he was great. And uh, here's really quickly uh, some Creed here. Well, I just heard the news today. Humble and Fred are here to stay. Oh, just kill me now. Uh, that was Jamie Watson, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, personal lives, real quick update on this. So, Freddie P, still married. How many years have you been married? It was 36 in June. And uh, you're both still happy, as far as you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, based on, I mean, what is happiness? I, I'm i very happy. Not that that's She's very happy. Then you're both happy. I, I d- <laughs> when she chews her food, it doesn't make me sick. I mean, that the reason I say that is because I heard... Not long ago, somebody said, I knew I had to break up. Just the sound of her chewing her food <laughs> fucking made me hate That's her. That's a bad like, sign. Wow. That is so I don't have sign. any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any of that. That same person said, I'd wake up in the morning and I could hear her breathing, and it just fucking drove me crazy. you got to get out. Time. Is it somebody I know? Uh, no. No. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, it's time to get out. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't have any. Of that. I love the sound of her breath. And you have, mm-hmm. uh, what's exciting is you have these two young grandchildren now. So your daughter yes. has given birth to a boy. How old's uh, John? John will be four in December and May will be two in November. Wow. And it's uh, changed our lives immensely. It's wonderful. Grandparenting is a lot different than parenting. Um, you can concentrate a lot more. I think you can stop down and smell the roses, so to speak, sure. a lot more. You have a different perspective on it, and it's just been fantastic. Well, Boone, you can relate, because don't you have a grandkid somewhere? <laughs> You've you know got so many, so many children so, now. I have the 14-and-a-half-year-old and the 12-year-old. In fact, my 14-year-old has his first uh, hockey game tonight, so that's where I'll be tonight. And then mm-hmm. I do that thing, and then, I, of course, you met the 2-year-old upstairs, and there's a 7-month-old. And I figure by the time the 7-month-old is kind of getting older and I'm no longer having to be like uh, on, maybe my son's given me a grandchild. Like I could just do it like in 10 years. It could be seamless. It could, yeah, because I was thinking... I think about this with regards to trick-or-treating. This is the first year my 12-year-old wants to go with her friends and not with daddy, okay? Yep. So I've been fired from the older couplet of children. The n- daddy's not required. But the two-and-a-half-year-old is going to make his debut the same. So I essentially have a seamless transition. Well, it's I, different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and, and then I figure I've got a good 12 years now because Morgan was just born in March, and I can do 12 years with her and then maybe go around with the grandkids. Like I could just be continuously going out for trick-or-treating. I've noticed with grandkids, I mean, uh, the perspective thing, it really makes you, when you have the time to sort of take a breath and really concentrate on them, how important family is. Because when, like, when you're in your 20s and 30s and you have these kids, you're just busy and you're trying to pay a mortgage yeah. and you're trying to make more money and you're this and that. And you don't really appreciate, and you're t- you you have no you have no history to draw on to fully appreciate what you're going through. You just don't. And now as a grandparent, it's just uh, it's beautiful. It makes your heartache actually. And uh, anyway. the and Howard, you you have no grandchildren yet. Uh, no, my, uh, eldest daughter is turning 22 today. This wow. is her birthday. Happy birthday, Charlie. Yes, Charlie wow. is uh, 22 and she is, uh, well on her way. No, there's no much, there's not much daddy required there. Although she seems to appreciate me more than the other one. <laughs> uh, the other one is uh, just finished high school. She's taking a gap year. She's doing some work and, you know, doing well. Uh, but, uh, what happened was I was living, Spencer was living with me for the last couple of years since lady friend and I split up 
and I had a lot of Spencer time. And then when I, so as Fred mentioned, my ex-wife moved back to the city, St. Clair and Jane area. And uh, she's a lovely woman, still my best friend. One day I told her we should get our money back together. <laughs> I want to have one of those reunification ceremonies that couples do or whatever that is. Well, she lives just, surprisingly just, close to my ex-wife. Yeah, in the same place. maybe that's where all the exes are living. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 some, sometimes couples, when they get older, they have like a re... What do they call that? A reunification? Yeah, or, sure. We, I said we should have one of those ceremonies where we introduce the money back to each other. <laughs> um, but anyway, Spencer, when I started staging the house back in April, Spencer basically moved back with her mom and has stayed there. So... I see her every day because I pick her up from work and stuff, but I only have her in the house. Like, she was over on the weekend. and So that's kind of my sitch, as the kids like to say. Not seeing anybody, and but I, on some dates. Do you remember, yeah, in episode 100, were you still with Lady Friend? I can't, I remember. can't remember. I think so. So since then, you broke up with Lady Friend. Yes. Uh, okay, and since then, you've been uh, on Tinder. Is that right? Lots of Tinder activity. And how's that going? I've Juice. Del- Lots. How's, I mean, uh, it's fine. I usually take the summer off because I like golfing. Um, you know, I haven't been ba- I've been back on Tinder a few weeks now. I've got a couple of... Um, I, right now, it's training camp. <laughs> it's uh, Right now, we're seeing who shows up, what kind of shape they're in, seeing if they're game ready. Not everyone will be. <laughs> that is. Right now, we're looking for two-a-days, and uh, we're on the ice every day. Would you, uh, on Tinder, if you met somebody and you found they were hot and you got along, but you found out they were deeply religious, would that be at all a deal-breaker, somebody who had... Yeah, because uh, I would have nothing in common with somebody who was deeply religious. Same here. If I, was, if I actually went on a date last year with a young woman. I thought she was pretty you know, cute, and she was in her late 30s, and then... The very first thing, I, and this one I was still drinking, I said, would you like a glass of wine? She said something like, I'm, I don't drink wine. I'm a Christian. And blah, blah. She said something else. I, maybe she, I don't like Jews or something. And, <laughs> and I said, I remember no thinking breaking. to myself, well, there, there'll be no parking lot hand job tonight. Because <laughs> sometimes that's... But is there, like, what if they were mildly <laughs> I love religious? those stories. <laughs> a true, man though. in his 50s getting a hand job in a car in a parking lot. I oh, just yeah. think that's hilarious. Fuck, hand jobs? I've had the full he on... He does uh, the fucking... What's that? You do the fuck? <laughs> yeah. At some point, don't you get too old for like screwing in a car? I don't know, man. I, I thought so too. <laughs> no, that's a good point. But mm-hmm. I would say in, in this calendar year, 2016, I've had sexual relations in a no, car. Automobile. Wow. In a car. I think it's great because you know what? Age is just between your goddamn ears, man. No, it's, it's a matter like, of mind. If you don't mind, it doesn't that's, matter. That. Got my money on my mind, I, my, my, my. I, I'm so thrilled mind for him. So if, he, if he comes back with these stories, yeah, and he's you can live precariously through him, right? Absolutely. You get the it's best great. of both worlds your long term marriage, I mean, which is great, and then Tinder yeah. Man. <laughs> Tinder Man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but like I said, I don't really have a. You know, I've had several, and since uh, a lady friend and I split, I've had a couple of two month, three month kind of liaisons, and I've had a bunch of dates. I kind of got dated out. Like it's a lot of work. Uh, just but having said that, I've just been on a couple dates in the last three days with a nice lady, and you know I don't know. But are you looking for love, or is this looking for fun? No, I'll tell you what I am. Lo- I'm not. I'm. I'm look. I am no longer looking for anything that is too much work. You know what it's like too. I I make this analogy. Howard's relationships are like my association with Shaw Direct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? How's that? I can shut it off for a few months every year at the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I use it, and I love it. And then when October comes, I have a phone call and I shut it down till the next spring. And I'm the opposite. Like I yeah. basically from mm-hmm. November to March, I'm interested in pursuing women for various reasons. Like the seasonal thing. But come the golf season, 
I have I don't I'm I'm perfectly fine to be honest with you. Other than being a little bit lonely from time to mm-hmm. times, I'm perfectly fine not having a girlfriend. In fact, I remember the last year's winter girlfriend saying to me somewhere in February, early March. So how much golf do you play? And I went, Well, that'll be enough of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He wants to be in the position. So, huh? Since Lady Friend, yeah. has anyone been introduced to your children, Howard? Yeah, but only by just not like not on purpose so much. We just happened to be someplace and we ran into one of them. Only I well, asked that because my, uh, my ex, uh, I mentioned I have an ex-wife, and uh, she, no, no one she's dated has been introduced to, to the our kids? children yet. Yeah, and you know, meanwhile I have two other kids of someone else, so I've obviously. Yeah, you know. So have your kids met Monica? <laughs> <laughs> my son, my son was the best man at my wedding. Uh, I don't know if you remember my wedding. Uh, I barely Yo remember. Duce it. tells me you were Howard in the turned it upside down. Yeah, that was the old Howard. That, that was, was drunk. Old. That was old drunken um, Howard. And uh, okay, so you're not. So if you found love, obviously, what would happen if you're having fun with a woman and you fell in love? Like, would that be a bad thing now? Oh shit, I'm in love. What do I do? Or uh, golf season's coming up. Cross, That's a great question. When you yeah, I, I let me think about it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like when I'm, I love going to golf every day, and I love not having to be beholden to somebody else. I mean, other than Spencer, who needs me for rides still because she doesn't drive, although she you know takes a lot of transit. But other than her and Stan, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really have to. I don't really have to be anywhere sure. during the summer days, and I like to be at a golf course. If I found someone, Mike, I'm sure I'd make. You'd some have to uh, fall in love with a golfer, maybe. Uh, I, I, absolutely, it would definitely be a plus, unless she was shit. <laughs> I have a very personal question here. One very personal question, and I'm curious because we were in similar places, like married long term, and then we got divorced, and then we met younger woman that we fell in love with. So my question is, do you think you'd still be with lady friend if you wanted to have children with her? I'd say yes, only because if uh, if things had been different and I had felt more, I don't know, whatever, maybe I would have gone through with it. There was a time I was thinking about it. I remember telling him, I thinking about somewhere in my early 50s, I thought, you know, I could probably have another kid. I'm the, I have the kind of energy. I'm the kind of person that could probably pull it off. And what was my answer to you? Because I remember, I forget what I told you, but in my mind, I'm thinking, don't. Oh, what are you doing? That'll don't, really don't. mess up the golf. No, no. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm... <laughs> No, no, for I'm sure. Just, it was just such a huge commitment at that age. And not again, I'm age doesn't matter, but when he was thinking of kids when the, when those kids were the age of his kids now, he'd be in his 70s and it's like But 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 to answer your question without getting into too much detail, if things had been somewhat different, obviously we'd still be together, and if we if they were different enough for us to still be together, then having a, a child again, whatever age I was, I could have pulled it off. But at I think the, the part B of that is I'm happy that I don't have. Like looking at Jarvis coming down the stairs, like it's a lot of energy. And it, although, you know, it's funny, I was watching a comedian, can't remember who it was, but a guy my age who's had kids again, and they love it. And, and I'm sure I would have loved it. Yeah, but you don't have the lifestyle for it. It's one of those things where if you you have to do it to know. Well, you know no, but you, I, mean, I do. I would have the lifestyle for it. I have the perfect lifestyle for it. If I didn't all want that it. time at the golf course. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. I if I was in a place where we were we had a baby, I would embrace it again, and I think it would be neat. And you would make those compromises. And I would make those compromises. Mm-hmm. But now that that's a moot point. Yeah. Um, and it took me a long time to get over it. I mean, I you know I was talking about this with this young woman. I was 
seeing this weekend, and she's just come out of a relationship. And I said, you know, it's tough, man. I said, you know, I, I made the mistake of still seeing Lady Friend off and on for about a year. And so it's only been a year that I haven't really been seeing her. And it's, it takes a long time. And, and, and I'm, I'm, there's parts of it that still are hurtful. But overall, I'm in, I'm in a better place not being in that relationship. Was it a mutual breakup? Or, or did one want it more than the other? Uh, you know, it was pretty mutual, I would say. In the end, it was pretty mutual. At the time, it really broke my heart. And I think it broke her heart, too. But it broke my heart. broke Freddie's heart. And, you know, poor Stan. Well, we, we were all, to be Hearts honest, we were all devastated, I think. Yeah, well, I the think funny I, thing is... I think we've all grown, though. <laughs> it's like when you're... And I've been through this with my son. Um, relationships he's been through. The thing is, the sort of uh, the peripheral or, or the... The effect that has on people, not right in the relationship, but surrounding the relationship. Because when my son is broken up with a couple of young women that we absolutely loved, it's hard. And even Howard, like I got to know Amanda. Delisa and I got to know her. She was a bud. She was a friend now. Like, and then all of a sudden, that person's out of your life. I had her on the show twice. Mm -hmm. I have not laid eyes on Amanda Mm -hmm. since the breakup. Somebody in my life is no longer in my life. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sorry for you too, man. <laughs> so, hope you guys are okay. No, and no again, I know it's easy saying. to get over, but it's at the same time, it's like, boy, I really got to know. And because of the actions of one person, be it Howard or my son, all of a sudden these people are out of your life, and By it sort way, of leaves a hollow feeling. I won't name who it is, but one of your uh, one of your son's girlfriends that you're talking about is a f- very soon will be on this That's show. Fine, Sophie. I didn't know if I've talked about it that. on the on the show. You're gonna have yeah. she's gonna come into this basement. Yep. And you're going to let her see that front door? <laughs> I'll send it to the Have side you door. seen her new bits, Midweek Hockey? It's pretty good. They're good. She does profiles on players. You know, I talked to Merrick because Merrick was like a mentor to her yeah. earlier in her career. Uh, in fact, and this is going to talk about that, but Merrick was taught at Humberside, where my son's going to high school, by Sophia's father. Yeah, who, a math teacher. The reason we actually postponed Sophia's appearance, she was coming in next week, is her father had a heart attack. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, no. I wonder so if Danny knows. We let Danny know that uh, to mm-hmm. reach out there. But okay, let me play another clip. On that note, let me play another clip, and then... Uh, Humble and Fred of vampires. That was uh, Billy Corgan doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that Jamie Watson, too? Yes. Okay. Now, Fred, I want to talk to you really quickly here. Uh, you used to do an ax- a Chinese accent on the show. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> popular in uh, Humble and Fred listeners uh, knew this Chinese accent. But at some point, another you decided... Another fantastic <laughs> bit route that will just go on forever. <laughs> at some point, you have uh, decided not to do the Chinese accent. Because he's a racist. Why did you stop doing it? Why did you, do, why did you stop doing the Chinese accent? Uh, because like a lot of things I do, it sort of, I think it just got a bit out of a hand. And it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't funny anymore. And I, I thought it was funny. Did you think, it's, is it because you're not Chinese? Like you felt like as a white guy, maybe I should do a Chinese Wait, 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 wait. You're not Chinese? <laughs> Sorry. You know, it was funny. During that period of time, too, um, I don't know. I, I and uh, Howard just thinks it's a bit rude. It wasn't. I just thought oh, I'm doing it a lot. And fuck, standing back and listening, it's like, oh, okay. Because we know you could, you could not do that on terrestrial And radio, I'm going Chinese. Right? And, and yeah. No. And, and did we just hear it again, Howard? Th- theoretically, you, can, you shouldn't even be able to. shouldn't be able to. It's not even cool for satellite radio. You know what I mean? Guy, people, there have been, like, who was it? Um, We've had one complaint. Oh, no, Is that you're talking o- about the... Uh, Opie, no, Opie and Anthony. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he did something that it said racial overtones, and it got him tossed from... Right. Serious XM, and I'm not. Listen, 
there wasn't any malice or what. I just thought, ah, it's out of run, it's rude, and I'm going fucking crazy with this Chinese thing. I thought I'll pull it back, and then yeah, a bit root where you know that'll be the next phase of it, not doing it anymore. Okay, I mean, you so got to think just, of stuff all the time. Yeah. And, and, no, 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 times no, change. You got to yeah. update all the time. We're up, we're well, constantly. Here's what we do every year, like Louis C.K. We throw out our act, we run a new one, and then we start touring that again. Because Fred, uh, knowing you a long time now, and you seem to be slant on the conservative side of things politically. You said slant, you're a racist. <laughs> I am married to an Asian woman. Fiscal so conservative, Mike. But mm. a little more than that, like I, I know you don't like breastfeeding in public, right? I never said that. I, I no. okay, I'm the Canadian. I thinker don't like days, breastfeeding okay. in public. No, see that's okay. No. Tell, I, and it's no. I'm not even trying to jump on you here. I was, I, I, but like recent, I can't even remember what that was about. Other than you know, I guess yeah. There's some certain situations where you have to sort of fucking figure it out and go. Yeah, maybe it's not the best to do it right here, right now. But as far as a woman on a park branch or a woman like last week and she's in the foyer of a place and she's done, that's ridiculous. But if I'm maybe eating my dinner and the person right next to me is breastfeeding, it might be a bit uncomfortable. So you might want to think about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really don't give a shit. Okay, what about Chief Wahoo? Real quick on this, only because it's really timely. Uh, you seem to be okay with Chief Wahoo, Absolutely. the racial character. Don't care. Don't but, care. But but you're a white guy. Like you're mm -hmm. a white. No, I'm a white guy, and I'm sorry for that. But I'm a white guy. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I guess I guess I wonder. It's you don't care. But uh, this is. I mean, I don't want to get in a whole Indians thing. The name. No. But, I... the, but the logo, the Chief Wahoo, is it's a racial caricature. Like we wouldn't no, accept this many other races. Howard and I had this conversation last week, and you know, and he sort of agreed, or he brought the point up actually about not caring that much. It's, this has been a 25-year campaign now that has gained no steam. And the reason it has gained no steam is because the people it's supposed to protect generally don't give a shit. Last May, the Washington Post, a, somewhat of a left-leaning newspaper, did a nationwide survey on the Redskins. And it came back 9 out of 10 Native people said they don't really care. So it's like the vocal minority. Yeah. The but problem with that survey was you had to self-proclaim that you were an Aboriginal person. Oh, but, 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 but. We if, can poke holes My question is, if, if uh, let's say, that's, let's say 10% of uh, mm -hmm. First Nations people are offended by it, isn't that enough? Like, this is not your race being... I don't know. You know? I don't know. And, and it's can, not can enough can for me to care about. In, can you grandfather in intolerance? Like, all because it's mm -hmm. been that way for a long time, does that make it okay in 2016? That's all I'm saying. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Indians thing, but I know you No, either do I, and I'll say this about the caricature, I guess, but, you know, if it offends people, super. Um... But the naming, when we name a child, we name a dog, we name anything we love, right? We do it thinking of pride and, and nothing but good things. And originally, that's how a lot of these teams were named. Would you name a team today the Indians? Absolutely not, because of political correctness. But when it happened, it was all it all came from... True, but it was white people who gave it the name uh, Indians. Like you could make an, I know you like to bring up the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame, but at right. least that was Irish... People who came up with that name, you know so what I mean. So you're qualifying it, so like, yeah, well, that's a yeah. kind of a key. Why, no, did I you know. invite us down here to just that's all. fucking rake Fred over the but, coals? But, because, but but yeah. honestly, to tell you the truth, did you call me Phil. I, I, um, I don't know what I called you. No, I think I did. Did you call? Fred me? just called Phil. By the way, no, you called me Mike, Phil the yeah, other day. Mike, I, think. I I don't. And he called me Mike Muslim. Remember this? Yes. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> um, one thing I will say. Um, yeah, like. Look how quickly Black Lives Matters gained steam because there was actually a movement, a push behind it. 
no matter how much they've tried, this Indian thing just won't, it just can't get there. That's all I'll say. But I would and say, and I don't really care. One yes, thing would, Boone right. said that I think is uh, an interesting point even if only one out of every nine, you know, 10, ten Aboriginal American Indians don't like it, like that would be enough. And the the logo of Chief Wahoo, yeah, I'm, I've heard it, and I think it's aptly compared to uh, a Tom or Jim Crow black guy. You know, you wouldn't like. I know that, and I agree with Fred in, in this. Sometimes we're politically correct and feel we need to protect people that aren't asking for our protection. But there are parts of this that are just reprehensible. The logo is racist, and if a few people of that descent don't like it. At some point, we got to move on from it. I always use the analogy: if you know, you wouldn't call the there was a team out of New York. They wouldn't be the New York Kikes, no, no matter how cute that was. But that's Kikes isn't a or the, a, no. Well, how about it? The San Francisco Chinamen. No, I, I I know, but yeah, you're right. Derogatory to Indians, Braves, Chiefs is are not derogatory terms. Redskins. Is a derogatory term. I don't I care agree. how they. I don't. And, and it's funny they can survey all they want, but you you can't imagine. It's so bizarre that they're still called the Redskins, without a doubt. And you know, ironically, another Washington team changed their name. They were the Washington Bullets, and they thought, hey, this isn't cool because of all the murders in this city. Yeah. Right. So they went to the Wizards. Right. When some people don't like Wizards. By the way, <laughs> like, I'm serious. And on and on oh, and like on. Ca- and because of the, the Christians yeah. don't like the Wizards, man. Okay. Ridiculous. God damn it. That's great. Um, trust by the way, Jew yeah, lives, by the way, Jew lives matter. Yes, they do. Absolutely. That's, that's you know, this whole thing, just one other point. Now, apparently, it's racist to say all lives matter. Uh, 100%, yeah. This is the same sentiment that says we should have a white pride parade or uh, a, a mm. this type of thing. Well, I've said they don't for get a long it. time. This is not there a press be, group. Uh, there should be a heterosexual pride float in the pride parade mm. because we're the only people making new gay people. Saying, our, by the way, saying all lives matter is what made my buddy Elvis unfriend uh, Mike Muzzin on Facebook. Because wh- all why lives matter. It, why, why can't we say all lives matter? When you say all, all lives, lives matter, it I, is, uh, I, what you're doing is you're discrediting, minimizing, uh, disposing of the Black Lives Matter movement mm. by by by. By so destroying just so it, stomping on it with all lives matter. Because it is about. Do you guys want to go matter. get something to eat? Howard. I'm so just oh, so I'm you know, on. all lives don't matter. Okay. That's not the point. It's really not the point. But anyway, let's but, move but on. Do you not let's, think you all lives what, Mike, matter? I want to take my head and bash it against that fucking okay, wall. Okay, we'll move on. I'm but on. anyway, go ahead. We're mo- we're Why don't we, uh, I don't want you to do that. that wall, don't bash your head against the front door because it's all scrappy. That's part of my problem. You know what? I'm too stupid to keep up with all this shit now. But anyway, go ahead. I just said Chief Wahoo's a racist logo. Chief Wahoo. <laughs> I don't like the logo. Okay. <laughs> what about, have you ever seen any movies, though, <laughs> from the 60s? <laughs> my favorite thing is sometimes you'll see an old, old movie from the 60s or early 70s, and it'll be white guys dressed in red makeup playing Indians. Oh, yeah. It's hysterical to me. Well, didn't Burt Lancaster? Or Maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's, what do you want to do now? Chan was How long does this like thing go okay, on real quick. for? No, please, let's continue. Are we uh, on episode 300 yet? <laughs> state of the radio today. Real quickly, I heard you say this, Fred, that music doesn't belong on FM. It should be talk. So where do you think radio needs to go in order to save itself? Terrestrial radio, I'm referring to. Well, it's just got to go spoken word. I mean, it, the fact that music... Is, listen, music... Be- for This is only me now. Music belongs on the radio if there's spoken a word around it to support it. Like, say you have a feature um, where people are talking about the music. Like you know Alan I mean? Cross's ongoing history of new music. Yeah, maybe. I totally get that. But as far as just playing 
11 songs an hour with no announcer. To me, it's just funny. And they're going to hold on to that as long as they can because it doesn't cost a lot of money. But wait a second. We've been saying, we both have been saying this for five years. Mm -hmm. The the fact that, you know, we've got all these talented people like May Potts and Stu Jeffries and KJ and all these guys that are pretty good broadcasters that aren't allowed to speak. I've said this before. Why do we have them at all? Why are there any announcers on FM radio? Because uh, if you don't know the song, you can Kazam it or Shazam it. And if you do know the song, you don't need an announcer to tell you there once again is Soundgarden. And all three of those people have been in this basement. And you know, this it's a perfect storm for disaster because what they're doing is they're playing nothing but music which you can get in your iPod or through streaming services services that you can actually design exactly to your tastes and they're not and they've taken the personality out which is strike 2 uh, strike 3 is these commercial walls of 7 to 8 minutes so yeah. in order to listen to the music they're forcing on you without any personality you have to sit through these commercial like there's no future in that and and you know what Mike yeah. they know it but it's if you were off, you, you, you know and Howard got a, I don't know, some radio station, boom, let's say, wants to hire you guys to be their show. Let's say they're moving uh, Stu Jeffries. They want you to be the morning show on boom. Would you say no because you're... No, well, we'd say let's sit down and talk about this. What's it going to look like? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, I know what you're asking. Well, you know, for enough money, we'd do anything. Sure. Of course. Um, but would it be our preference to go back and play seven or eight or nine songs an hour and talk for 90 seconds in between songs and have to do station contesting and teasing through the stop sets? And, and sit down with a program director after you... Well, that, you know, and even that part isn't bad. I mean, like... You it's know, the right guy. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You, listen, the state of the radio is this. All that will remain long after we're done. I mean, we probably... Who knows if we'll even be alive to hear it, but... 30 or th- certainly 20 or 30 years from now, what will FM radio be? It'll be specialty channels the same way that television is. The, if you're into golf, there'll be a golf network. There's There'll be a, a, a cooking channel. There'll be... Because it, mm-hmm. it just can't survive the way it is. I'm going to give an example. I, I don't think I've turned on radio in a residence that I've lived in for 15 years. I mean, last night I put on some music. I put, I turned on, I, my computer was playing my music. You know what, Mike? When we first went to Mojo, I remember hearing this all the time. I don't even know if there's an AM band on my radio. <laughs> I never turn AM on. It may as well not even be there. I'm telling you, more and more, it's flipping. It's like people are like that with FM. The, the kids I know in their 30s, they don't listen to FM radio anymore. If they listen to the radio, they're listening to the fan on AM or 680 News for traffic and weather. And I had a guy a couple of weeks ago, a, a trailer friend guy. He was freaking out on me because he's going, when am I going to be able to hear sports talk on FM? Why do I have to li- listen exactly. to through this this uh, uh, you know this uh, pop and crackle and yeah, fucking the tin can, yeah. you know it's funny you say that yeah. because when we when I first got on to FM I had come from AM where you know that's where all the top forty was played and AM was the thing and then FM was this kind of you know weird little sort of side thing and lots of you know sort of the hippie thing. well it's completely different now yeah I haven't turned on an FM. Like I listen to Sir- I, I listen to all Sirius XM. Once in a while, I'll throw on ten ten or six eighty, but almost never. I can't remember the last time I put an FM radio station on. Wow, it's aggravating. Like the number one station, arguably right now, is Boom. Right in the uh, older men demo for sure. No, 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 no. no. Bo- overall in Toronto, right? like Boom ninety seven three, yeah, yeah. which is whatever, good yeah. on them. Nope. But it, it's funny their posters. Um, 
promoting the radio station, it's it just shows all these bands, and I look at it and I think, well, that's cool, but you know, they're all on my iPod, and I can listen to them. But then, how, how come I people want, are tuning into Boom? If, like, why? No, to, they are yeah. based on who the people listening to the radio still. Most of them are listening to Boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's why the ratings are doing well. I would love to see the Cume numbers. They gotta be down. Well, but remember that. But what you were getting at, though, Mike, they boom just recently um, went to number one over CHFI, over Chum FM, over the traditional. Wow. Yeah, That's it's great. huge. But I would say this so that we signed on as boom in, say, December of 2009. So really, 2010 was the first big year in terms of ratings. And they got into the top two or three almost immediately. It was a great idea and a, and a, and a, and a good time. And good a, timing, I And a say. demographic thing, because you've right. got, you know, it's hurting is the edge, because that demographic, I'm sorry. Oh, because it's they, younger people. Yeah. Right? yeah. They don't yeah, yeah. need it. They don't have the tolerance for it. And Figure the indie it out. showed up, too, which is, I'm not saying that they're a big threat, but they must but take a, a slice of that pie. It's and it's a, it's a decreasing size of and pie. And I even wonder about indie. The, <laughs> you hungry listen, for pie now? they had to promise that, that format to get the license. But in retrospect, I'm thinking, boy, they probably regret that because it's the one demographic that's fleeing from radio in droves. Well, and then your kids, you mentioned they were 14 and 12. You know, like my daughter is 18 and Charlie's 22 today. And I don't think they've... I, I know for sure they're not listening to The Edge or Roz and Mocha or The Beats or... They're not... They're just not. You know what would bring them back to morning radio on FM? What? Stop playing music. Get good personalities. But they're in going there. the other direction. I like, know. They've never spoken less. And oh yeah. No. But that. But the thing is, you may dip before you okay. climb, and none of them are willing to do that. One other thing I would say: mm-hmm. when Howard and I sit here and say this, I know it crosses people's minds. They're just bitter because they're not in regular radio anymore. You know what? That's just not true. Like from my perspective, and. You know, I won't speak for Howard, but please you know, speak for me. No, I'm a listen. I'm a sixty. He's not going to listen to this. Don't worry. I'm a sixty year old man. Nobody's <laughs> going to fucking hire me. That's I right. get it. I'm old news, but I still am entitled to an opinion on the state of Absolutely. radio. Absolutely, and it fucking blows. And it's an educated opinion. Yeah. You're well, not and you speak for me. Here's the thing. I've been okay, doing I, this. Yeah. I have been a, you know, in in next year in 2017 in. July, some point, will be 40 years I've been doing this. And I haven't just been doing it weekends in fucking swift current. I was a morning man in Vancouver when I was 21 years old. I've been at this a long time. There isn't anyone uh, in radio or listening to this podcast that doesn't know who we are. So when we talk about this, and by the way, it's funny you mentioned that, because that was one of the things you were talking about on Matt Kundal's podcast. Mm Like we we sometimes say, oh, I know we sound like bitter old guys that no one wants to hire, but, but we're also two guys that you know, we've been around long enough, and we've been around being very, pretty good for a long time. So when we talk about these things, it's from this, it's from a place of experience, Plus not we have just a job. what we have jobs. We have jobs. <laughs> it's not. It's from a place of experience versus bitterness. And people, I don't, and you seem to honestly, you worry more about what about sounding better than I do because I don't think we do. I also think that if anyone's earned the right to speak about the state of can, mm-hmm. Canadian radio, it's and I'll, it's got to be me. It's got to be him. It's, it, I mean, if we don't have that right, who the fuck does? Did you know he was a program director in Peterborough? Nah. I'm sorry? He did what? <laughs> he was a... Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Okay. Um, uh, but but I'm, my point is, we're, we're not just guys that did mornings. I, you know, I've been doing mornings a long, long time. And again, I look at it from this perspective. You look at the station we worked at, CFNY slash The Edge over the years. Just think, 
there was Pete and Geats, and then Humble and Fred, and yes, even Dean Blundell, and there was Alan Cross, and there was Marty Streak, and there was Chris Shepard, all these, Earl Jive, all these, say what you want about them, bigger-than-life personalities that people listened to the radio station because they were getting their music, but they were getting a, an adventure around it. Talented, creative, great people. Gone. It's right. all fucking gone. Poof. Sanitized. Listen to the edge at night. Do they even have an announcement? And the weird thing is, every other form of media and entertainment has evolved. Television has evolved. Netflix has become our go-to viewing. Um, You know, uh, on most television stations now that are cable-oriented, the language is different. The only thing that still remains hokey and old-fashioned and shitty is terrestrial radio. And I don't care what you think of that, but it's true. There's nothing innovative. They're doing the same. With the odd time I've heard, you know, some people I know that work there, same old stuff. They're they're is all it cost cutting though because uh, like a lot of changes recently seem to be all about cost cutting, like syndicating programming or, from other stations on iHeartMedia or whatever. Or like, getting back to what Howard just said, you know, there's some stupidity involved too. Um, the station we were at, six forty AM, six forty. Yeah. Um, I don't think the ratings have moved one tiny fucking bit since we left in 2003. That's right. It hasn't. Same numbers. And it was like, they were on a good thing with the Mojo thing. They were. Or even a, a variation of that was the key. That was the key. Well, they turned into this news station that nobody gives a shit about for the past 15 fucking years. Finally, they realized this is going nowhere. Made some big changes last week. What did they do? They went even deeper the wrong way. So they, they hired a newspaper guy and some woman to do right. their morning show to talk about the issues. What issues? Like, seriously, you are, think, you, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. There was not us either, because, again, who wants to hire who us? Who wants to hire us? There, we suck. There was the opportunity to step out and do a new style of talk radio that might actually attract some people, talk about the things that people are actually talking about, not what you think they want to hear. And they blew it. There's some rumors that this might be 640's last kind of kick at the can well, before I'm, they blow up the formatting. I'm here all to, traffic I'm here to make yeah. that prediction right now. They're in tr- What they've done, they're in trouble. And, and the Staff, funny thing is... Outside of Stafford, who yeah. does the type of radio that station needs. And, but, you know, I mean, it's funny. They'll go on there and they'll talk about you know, all the standard stuff. But, you know, one of my favorite moments in this podcast is us talking about Field of Dreams. They won't yes. ever. They. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing, but I'm saying that but that conversation. The natural tangents. That conversation will never happen on that radio station, because conversation isn't real. Those Matt Gurney's a good guy, and I'm sure he knows his stuff. And the girl will be them. She's fine. I don't even know who she is. But there's. It's. It's not going to be natural conversation. Same with ten ten. You know what a an opportunity that we. We're doing the kind of radio when they ran our show at midnight that they should have been doing the whole the whole time, but it's not. It's news talk. But, but they canceled you to to. They had an opportunity to syndicate uh, coast some, to coast, right? And that didn't last very long. No, it's like, gone now too. But they they didn't like. I think it's Mike Bendix. Mike right? Bendix doesn't like us say, anymore. So, I no, because to... he doesn't like us. He thinks we're shit. Did he tell you that? No, we just know it. We can just tell. He just thinks we're fucking shitty and he knows everything. And I'll tell you the truth. You know what? It's a bland, boring radio station. And it's cheaper Mm -hmm. for them to syndicate Montreal shows. Other than Jim uh, Richards, who is only using one one hundredth of his ability, and he's still amazing. 
Like that guy. And same with, they're, they're all very talented people, but it's a boring radio station. I don't and, care what you say. And I'll tell you another indication of what's wrong with talk radio in this city, and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks, the fact that Andrew Crystal can't get a job. But he's a bit weird. Doesn't like, matter. He's fucking right. He's, he's weird. a bit too weird. No. I, mean, I, I have a lot of people down here, but I yeah. no, no, pushed him away dude, based people, on a phone call I had yeah. with him. I didn't want him in my No, day. I got to tell you, he is so very he's strange. He's a bit he's strange. strange. Okay. Uh, um, but I would recommend, he, he is one of the brightest. He would be a sensation given the right station. Mm-hmm. Like it better Listen, be in his basement. I he think. owned the East Coast. When he did talk it's radio, it's not about his. Co- I actually think he's an uh, entertaining broadcaster. Yeah, oh, no, he's strange. You have to hire certain personalities that you can work with others and sort of. No, you for sure. You can't just go free range mm. on a terrestrial radio station like you guys might be able to do. Well, because you own your show. Why not? I'm not even here to with bash the right, him. With the right, I had a phone call with him. I had a couple, I, but I had one with him, I, and all the bells went off. Oh and, no, hey, crazy. Don't invite this guy on your show. Yeah, but the crazy. right, the right guidance, he'd yeah. be fine. But anyway. um, uh, okay, I'm uh, gonna. I know that uh, Howard's falling asleep, so I want to hit some points before I uh, dismiss you from episode mm-hmm. 200 here real quick. Now, you guys over the years, honor, by the there's way, been some, be uh, yeah, you guys, actually here, let's do this first. Porno for pyros, beautiful. Great. We should play some of that <laughs> this week, some porno for pyros. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my question is about some of your legendary feuds really briefly because uh, I have a question about Mike Bullard really briefly. Is there a Humble and Fred Mike Bullard thing? Or no, not at all. I don't so even you're, know Are you Mike friendly Bullard. with Mike Bullard? Yeah. There's never been an issue with Mike Bullard. You know, I'm, I used to work, I worked with Mike, not a lot, but a, a fair amount when I was in Canada doing stand-up and he was around. I've known Mike and his brother a long time and other than the fact that, other than the, he's a weird close talker, I find that off-putting. Um, but I've told him that to his face. Why are you, cl- why are you talking so fast? Uh, no, there's no... Okay. No, and I actually have a soft spot for him because doing that, again, the late night talk show thing in Canada, it's almost, we have the attitude, how dare you do a late night talk show when there's all those wonderful American ones? That bugs me. Right, you, you know, can just he, go license... Sorry, we, had Ralph, uh, we had uh, Ralph Ben Murgy on last week. Same thing he went through. It's right. sad. You know, they try. They're given the opportunity. You give it a shot. With the limited budget, sure, and, I'm, and I always felt bad for the guy from that standpoint. But I, I don't even know him well enough to even see. Okay, okay, I'm okay what I'm else? Who, uh, okay, what guys, only guys. Uh, you mentioned ten ten, so he's one of the recent changes. And I got, I can't say it on the podcast. I can tell you after the podcast, but it's I got some wind of some things with Mike Bullard that might uh, explain his absence from ten ten. Okay, so nothing Ooh. I want to put interesting, interesting. Poor guy. Uh, let's talk two Q one hundred seven stalwarts, if you will. Been there a long time. John Derringer and Andy Frost. Uh, are those are those feuds still active, or have they been resolved? I think we've uh, been on the record <laughs> what we think of both of those guys, and you know, it doesn't. I don't want to spend any, and you can, but I, I have no energy left to spend on either of them. But I heard Fred on Derringer's show uh, post mm-hmm. post mix. Yes, yeah, but we've we've gone over all that material. Yeah. He reached out to me to be on his show, and I was on a couple of times, and. Uh, so it's Howard who's got the John. No, 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 no. And since we've started doing this. You know, it was weird right after we started doing it, and John was named the Canada's greatest broadcaster. No, it was a broadcast hall of fame. <laughs> right. Um, Mornings for ten years. We reached out to have him on our show, and I could just tell some oh, some but, things were weird. And uh, okay, because Joanne Wilder tells me that Derringer just doesn't want to talk about himself. That's what Joanne oh. Wilder. So I don't know if that maybe maybe we misunderstood something. Maybe he well, loves you, you guys. Just maybe, doesn't do podcasts. You know, maybe he does. And but, uh, but, but I, Andy Frost, I echo what Howard just said. 
Andy Frost had an issue with us, like you clip, you put clips of him saying. Oh, no, again, but that those are that's material that anyone who knows us has already heard, and I don't know. There's nothing to be gained from retelling it. It's not even that you All know. Right. I, I mean, one I, more I, name. Listen, it, well, go ahead. One more name. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's not doing the ACC anymore though. I found that aggravating. I, I just did. Have you heard the new guy? Yeah, uh, he's fine. He's fine. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Mike yeah. Ross, yeah. I yeah. think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick here, last guy. So in 2001, you guys, when you guys leave 102 for Mojo, and I might have covered this in a pre, I can't remember, but if when you leave 102 for Mojo, this was your decision, right? They didn't say you have to move because we're. No, it was totally. Now. They they it was totally a, supposed to be a life changing career changing move we were supposed to still be there mike mm-hmm. we were supposed to we would have come well, over oakley's still there we would have come over there after we would have come here after having done the show at am640 for our 15th anniversary making the kind of money that would have basically we could have we could have afforded to uber here so you were they said you you guys we would like you to move but you yes. guys had to agree to it like yeah it of course like they made you move well right? no the story is that december yeah. of 20 of 2000 we were at the uh, CFNY Edge Christmas party, Q and all those people. We just all started, you know, the company had bought Wick. And the president, of course, walked up to us at the Christmas party and said, Guys, I've got a great idea for you. And we should have said, Not fuck that shit. Let's just dance. Well, May Potts has the same regrets. She said the worst thing she did was the uh, switch to Mojo. Well, the thing is that, the, uh, that, you know, keep things in perspective. We had done it for many years, and the new project, so to speak, was sort of intriguing. Paychecks didn't change. Same company, right? No, no. no, no. Like, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. We can look back and say, "Hey, and, it didn't work out." And but the, at the con- time, the concept was okay. And the thing is, when I think back, what they ninety five point three out of Hamilton. I think it's fresh now. Yet another fucking yep. tag they've put on that has a huge, huge signal. If they'd have ever taken the Mojo concept and put it on that signal. Interesting. It they, but, been so, huge. But, but you yeah, guys end up on 640, huge. which well, causes 102 to, they need to replace you. And they, and they hire a guy Blundell. Out of, yeah, out of Windsor, they bring in Blundell. Who was a third guy on a morning show. He never hosted the show himself, I don't think. And, right. you know, the, the, the thing is, you'll look, you know, we'll, we'll look back for the rest of our lives and go, you know, I wonder what would have happened if we'd have just said, no, we're fine. We're fine here, thanks. Because the concept at the time, I was 40, mm-hmm. 40 Fred was 43. And the idea was, well, you know, how long can you guys be, you know, relevant to a younger audience? And then now you look at it and fucking Stern just turned 60 and he still is killing it with demos of all ages. And, and so aren't at K-Rock in L.A., aren't Kevin and Bean still They're there? still there. And, and this guy that just died. Did you know this Catfish Morgan guy? I didn't know him. I no. didn't know him. But you know what? How old was he in his 60? And he was working at Live 85 in Ottawa, a new rock station. Right, beloved. So well, Ashby you know, plays like oh, Taylor Ashby, Swift or whatever. Fucking Ashby's got to be ninety. And, fuck. You know that was a misguided thing because I think at the time that was hey, we're the we're the edge, and you know this eighteen to thirty four year old, we maybe should start thinking of moving these older guys out. Again, they didn't force us out; it was our decision. But I'm sure that was part of the thought process, and that was. But where well, does no, the hate but, on come from? But, being, but wait a second, it was that. sold to us just just to mm-hmm. not to. to get into this because it's depressing as shit sometimes but it was sold to us we're going to start this rock and roll talk station basically described everything we believe in now and have proved that we can do um like one thing about the humble and fred show now i will look back out on look back on it and say we said all along in the late 90s and early 2000s before we went to am let us talk more we can handle it 
And we've proven that we can. We can be engaging and articulate and funny and entertaining and thoughtful and all the things without playing seven songs an hour. So the way it was sold to us was, guys, this will be the vision. The vision. The vision. And wasn't so much you're getting too old for the edge, but in retrospect, if we had just said, no, we're fine here, they couldn't have forced us out, Mojo would have come and gone. But we, would all, we were also thinking, shit, you know, what if that thing turns out to be the coolest thing ever? Of course we want to be part of it. <laughs> I know I felt like that. No, no, I know I did too. My wife thought we were crazy. So, so where, do, where does the Blundell hate for you guys come from? If you guys were never uh, competitors more, because you moved on your own. Well, and it's fucking weird. It's, it's, it's sort of weird. It's more me than Fred, but I think it's a little bit of the humble and Fred stink. It comes from two places. One, he, got, he had to follow us, which was hard on him. So for 18 months, a year, whatever it was after us, all he got was calls saying, you suck, bring back humble and Fred. So of course he's got a bit of a, an edge on about us. No pun intended. No pun intended. But you know what I mean? That, that is for sure where it came from. And the other thing that bothers me a little bit is I fucking, you know, I was so... You know, I was pretty kind to the guy. You know, I was told by our boss, hey, take Gene out for lunch and, you know, fucking not mentor him, but I certainly reached out and tried to be kind. And it's, you know, never, it never came back. The thing with, with me, and again, it was the same thing. When I was working in Peterborough, working for Chorus, a couple of times he invited me on the show. Geets and I, I forget what it was. There was some Chorus thing and it was... Several generations of morning people. I remember anyway, this. Yeah. We were, I went on the show, and it was, it was fine. It was civil, and he was always nice to me. But when Howard and I started doing the podcast, he all, all of a sudden started taking shots at us. And I don't know if they're more directed at Howard. I don't know. But I thought, that fucking blows, buddy. Like, why are you doing that? Howard was always good to him. I was always Maybe very good to him. Uh, his co-host Todd Shapiro preferred you guys. Is anything I don't, there? I don't. Who know. knows? But I'm just thinking out of nowhere now. He's taking shots at us. Yeah. Here we are trying to sort of claw our way back and start this new project and get into this new platform that's up and coming. And you're taking all these shots at us. And yeah, from that day on, my attitude changed towards him too. And I'll tell you, in the morning, I cannot listen to him on the fan because he has a very rough time putting a fucking paragraph together. Have you noticed that? I don't listen to yeah. any. Jesus Christ! It's radio. like, eesh. but anyway, I have nothing to say any further on the subject. How long though? Mm. He must bring in the ratings then, or do you think you could? Well, you're a, on a, a sports a station. The last two years, you've had a team in the ALCS. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's a perfect storm for absolutely. The That's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, this has been wonderful. Almost one more clip here. I noticed McCowan never mentions Blundell ever, <laughs> ever. Well, McCowan's wife is a monster Humble and Fred fan. Well, yeah, because we worked with her. She was a saleswoman person with us Mm -hmm. for years. Why can't you guys ask her or ask Bob to come on my show? It would be I would love to have Bob McCowan on my show. We've had him on our show, but on the phone. Oh, you know what? He's just Bob's. You know, he's got Uh, his day planned, and I don't think uh, because I've never made. I don't think I've ever said, "Hey." Could you get X? This might be the first time ever I've said, hey, can you put in a word for, for a guy? Yeah, I mean, I would. I'd tell you. Bob hey, McCowan. The great Bob McCowan. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that... You know, I'm only doing this, and I've said this many times, but I'm only doing this now in my basement here on these expensive microphones because I had such a great view of you guys starting up five years ago, and I loved what you guys were doing, and I wanted to sort of copy it, emulate it, if you will, and I was inspired by it. 
you guys often said to me, even when I bought these mics, you said, hey, come, you can record at my studio. Sure. I was just going to say, me. you're always welcome to come. Yeah. And if you needed, you know, Bob McCown doesn't want to come down to this dingy basement. <laughs> no, I want him here. Here, I got an idea. Bring these microphones over to our <laughs> That's studio. That's right. We're using the microphones. <laughs> there we go. But, but here's the thing. You've made that, uh, you've offered that up to other uh, yes. broadcasters. Many broadcasters. Who... I'm just curious, who took you up on the offer and had success with it? And who? Ward and Al. So Ward and Al, and I remember them recording in your studio. They now yep. have a serious XM show. Every day on talks it. on the Canada talks, they've done they've done very very well, and we're very happy for them. And uh, Mark Hebsher and Liz Wester, I think they're over there now at our studio. They've given it a good try. I mean, they started in January because a lot of the people we've offered it to come in once or twice, realize it's more work than they thought, and then just. Stop. I think the record is one show. I won't, I won't say who it is, but mm-hmm. we it was a comedian. We gave the uh, studio to them, gave them Phil, gave the whole thing. They did once, and I never heard from them again. Uh, the Hebsey Liz thing, I've actually been a guest on that show. And uh, I know they're, they do it. I think they record. They're trying to copy. They're trying to do what you guys did. That is what they're trying to do. You're sort of like the role models there. Dave Bookman got fired. We offered it to him. He never came in. In fact, <laughs> the conversation I had with him, he... I think he got the impression, of, why the hell would I want to do that? But anyway, and then there was, what's this, Joe Cahill out in St. Catharines when he was let go? I said, you can come and use the studio whenever you want. There's I'm trying, there's been a bunch of oh, radio people of that we've offered it to. So yeah. we only have, I mean, mm-hmm. mainly because no one's taking you up on it, because it, I guess it's hard work, I guess. But uh, so far we have really one example of a show that exists today because of your studio. I think Howard, well, this I think Howard's show. made no, this point many times, too. It's like... We are so conditioned as radio people to just coming down. Most of the people we know, the markets that you work in, the larger markets, coming in, sitting down, doing your show, getting up and leaving. Somebody else does the payroll. Somebody else does the book guesting. On and on and on and on. And when these people realize that there's more to this now than just sitting down and talking, right? you have to... There's a lot of work. You have to create the whole support system and, and service it. Uh, it's tough for people to get their head around that. And right? I think the other thing they realized fairly quickly, although there's there's a few people. There's Mark and Liz that use our studio. There's the psychologist guy that uses it. What's his name? Dr. Or, Orin, Dr. Brainiac. Oren Oren Wahoo. Oren Atcher. Okay. What's his name? So Okay. But Orin, I'm thinking more of like broadcasters who got booted from their terrestrial nobody. or their mainstream Well, Mark and Liz. Right, that's right. So Mark and Liz so used Ward it. Ward did it, then they moved Ward on. Ward did it, but they, they weren't broadcasters to begin with. They wanted to be broadcasters and be became sort of broadcasters by default through doing a, the podcast. But he was a stand-up comic, right? Yes. Even, yes. Even, so um, she, by the way. Right. And her brother is uh, John Al, Dorr. John Dorr, and she's right. very funny, by the way. Jeff um, Woods moved back to the city. We said to him, hey, if you want to use this. Stu- yeah. Yeah, Woodsy. Didn't yeah. he have a girl in uh, Alberta? Oh, he's, oh at, yeah. he's at him everywhere. Jesus right? Christ. Um, but, to, you know, yeah. it was in his best interest to create his own little studio. And I was sure. reading this morning that he's just signed some kind of a syndication deal for his Rock Talk, which is a, you know, it's a great... I was going to say, the other thing that's a big wake-up call for people is they try and figure out, okay, well, how can I make money on this? And we always say the same thing, you can't. Well, you know, the, 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 that's even, you know, that that's another thing. It's like, you know, how is it that I, don't know. I was going to get all bitter again, but well, let's hear it because uh, well, no, real just talk. A, you know the when you think about I was I was talking to Fred yesterday about you know I was thinking about what what have we grossed in five years? You know we've managed to employ people, we've managed to get sponsorship, we put out a product, we've managed to build a studio three times now. We've we've got a model of mortgage and business and all this other stuff, and yet 
You know, I, I, most people in terrestrial radio have no clue that we're doing this. They that, are not, ne- that, that, that can't be true. Like, I mean, people in the business must I don't know. know. I don't think they understand the extent of it. But what made me think of that, though, is when people ask us, well, you know, like even Mark and Liz, you know, those are pretty big name people. Mark Hebsher is a big TV guy. Liz West, you know, lots of exposure. And they haven't made a dime doing it in nine months. But the key, too, is you've got to... Do- You've got to have a product that's not heard on regular radio. If you want to podcast a show that could be easily transferred, you know what I mean? There's no reason for people to go and get it because there's already tons of that stuff out there. And that's the one thing I like to think about our show. You, You can't get anything like we do on regular radio. So people go and get it. Well, and don't sell, and don't sell us short in that equation because, no, 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 yeah, right. no, but I was going to say, you know, not everything we do is so off the grid that it couldn't be on a regular radio station, but what you can't get on terrestrial radio is Humble and Fred. And that may sound braggadocious and <laughs> egotistical, but we're not just offering a product that's different. There are still people that would have loved to, and radio stations could have figured that out, that would have still loved to hear us every day. And we are now, the, the only place you can hear us is uh, in our own produced show. I don't know if I were you. I'd say that was a pretty good place to stop. I have to ask about how the famous question from earlier is how long will you run? Oh, yeah. I need to get back to that. Like, Fred, you're the one I actually think about. He lives in his house, the studio's in the basement. You've got a few years on Howard. I I feel like Howard's got an ex wife. He He hasn't given away half his money. (laughs) Like, I know what that's like. By the way, I don't mind my drive to the studio in the morning, that half hour. You know what I mean? It's sort of. Well, that wasn't what this was about for me either. Yeah. It just was no, like, oh, we're right. going to do this. I'm going to live above no, the no, store. No, no, no. My feeling like, is like Kim, like yeah. the new show, Kim's Convenience. <laughs> Here's somebody, and you know, excuse me. The other day, I mistook, mistook you for Mike Muzzin. Like stuff like that happens now, and it's like, what? Well, there's like, a lot of mics around. Anyway, um, because somebody gave me a great analogy last week, and I can't remember who it was. I was talking about how much longer will I do this, and then I was talking about. The idea, the thought of retirement scares me. I don't want to get up in the morning and have nowhere to go. And again, it's that whole thing about, oh, you can golf and travel. Okay, but then what am I going to do with the other 46 weeks a year? Seriously, or whatever it is. And somebody made the analogy that, you know, a lot of guys that retire and are lost in their retirement, they get up in the morning and they go to Tim Hortons and shoot the shit with a bunch of guys in a similar situation. They do that, right? My dad did that every day. Well, I'm doing that every morning, and I'm getting paid for it. So, I mean, you really got to keep perspective. It's like, why, No, under any circumstances, why would I want to stop doing this? you're not a roofer going up there in 40 degrees. I like the fact that you said, under any (laughs) circumstances. No, but I get up in the morning, I mean, really, to get corny, I get up in the morning and go to Horton's and shoot the shit. Is there a contingency plan? Should Fred have this uh, moment uh, where he realizes he wants to be at the trailer? I don't know, what if you have this epiphany? Listen, is there a contingency plan if Fred wants to If I may interject, and I've, I've said to Howard, it's not just Fred, it's Fred and Delise. And at some point, I have to consider my wife. Seriously. Yeah, but knowing your wife and knowing what she, you know, what she would want for you, why at 62 or 3 or whatever number, she might say, you know, Fred, um, I would rather you didn't leave the house every morning for three hours and you know, stay with me. Now, I now, get it. Now, you might want to, here's the thing. You would talk about a contingency? Yeah. Humble and Mike. <laughs> I was wondering, 
Jeff Lumby or somebody like that. I was thinking just uh, thinking aloud. Only because you were with Lumby before you actually went no, with No, You know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. I look at this. You know, there. So for the next two or three years, let's say it's going to be tabula rasa. You know, that's on it. That's clean slate. Uh, uh, status quo. Fred might get to a point because of Delise where she might want you guys might want to go away for you know January into February. But he right. got two grandkids that he's going to want to see as much as he can, um, and so is uh, Delise. So there might be a time where I where Fred Fred is you know not there every day of every of the winter. The thing is because of our age difference, like more t- more than any other time in our lives, he's going to be done or ready to be done long before me. In three years from now, I'll be 59. He'll be 63. It's different times in your life. And he might want to go for part of December and January and February to someplace warm where I might keep the show going or Skype him in or do something where, you know, he'd still have a presence. You know, who knows at 65 if he's still going to want to come in. But again, in five years, I'll just be the age he is now. Another aspect of this that I have to keep in mind um, is the therapy, the exercising of the brain on a daily right. basis. Yeah. You know, when I was on um, my hiatus from the mix, and, <laughs> I, and I did the blog, CanadianThinker.com, yep. that was fucking invaluable because I get up every morning with a purpose, right? And I said, I'm not going to get up from this desk until I've written three things. And I didn't even do it so much for people to read it. I did it for my own well-being. I just needed that. Sharpen the, the tool. And, and it well. kept me going. And the thing is, you know, you might say, okay, would you do that after the Humble and Fred show? Get back to that. And the answer is probably no, because everybody on this fucking Facebook thing has a blog. And I, I think back when I did Canadian Thinker, a lot of people weren't social media or political experts on Facebook, so they would go to my website and read it. I think that ship is fucking sailed. But even Fred at 65, you think about, you know, David Letterman just retired this year. He was 66 years Mm -hmm. old. I I could still watch David Letterman. He still had things to say and was still funny. You know, because of what we've done for a living, the kind of guys we've been our whole lives, you know, we have a different energy. I was This woman I was out with Friday and Sunday said to me uh, something about dating younger women. I said, you know... I'm, I think the days of dating 31-year-olds is done for me because it's just, I don't know. But, but you know, I, I, I said the reason is I, my, my, our energy's always been a little bit different. I, you know, I'm, this woman was 45, but, you know, I'm around women. When I'm around women my own age, I, they just seem so much older than me. It's not even about physically. It's about the energy that they give off. Absolutely. Well, he at 65 is still going to have the same Freddie P energy. I mean, the only thing that could derail this is just the, am I being played out? You don't have to. I, I own the show. The only thing that'll derail this is with, and I'm being serious, if one of us gets really sick or somebody in our family, in his case, his wife, got really, if he got too ill where he didn't want to be, he was too busy servicing that himself or somebody else. If I was to predict what will come between me and Howard is my prostate. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great and I, and by that he means <laughs> no <laughs> not on your chin not on your chin uh, at you the guys, end of my dick <laughs> you guys watch uh, Downton ah. Abbey right yes. yes but season six is not on Netflix is I've Netflix? seen it on uh, okay, Couch right. Turner though okay. it'll show up So, yeah. but, but you both finished the whole season I have yeah okay mm-hmm. don't know spoilers I'm actually yeah. just looking for season six I just wanted go to Couch Tuner. okay cool. no actually the better one is Put Locker no <laughs> a put locker or couch tuner both have it 
All, all the episodes. Or have offspring that comes up with this stuff whenever you want it. Well, I know I know where the Pirate Bay is. If that's a track, I know how to download Torn. I just want yeah, to. Yeah, and he could too if he wanted yeah. to bother. <laughs> I don't. I am. Do you serve any uh, post-show sandwiches or anything? <laughs> I'll, see, or? I'll see what Monica's no, up no, to. No, no, we got to go. We got shit. All right. That, hey, did you guys have a good time? Amazing. Amazing work. Should I have recorded it? Because I just wanted to have this chat before we start recording. Oh, hey now. Hey Suck now. it on it. Suck it on it. Suck it all night And long. that, that brings us to the end of our 200th show. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Toronto Mike. And Humble is at Humhow. Fred is at Freddie P. 55, which you clearly made when you were 55 years old. That's why it's a bad idea to put your uh, age in the username, because you will age and the username will not. Just pointing that out. Yeah, what a horrible thing. Horrible thing you've done there. And our friends at Great Lakes Brewery are at Great Lakes Beer, and Chef's Plate is at Chef's Plate CA. See you all next week. I'm Toronto Mike. I produce Humble and Fred. If you want to hear more of me, I host a podcast called Toronto Mike'd. If you go to torontomike.com and click Notable Guests at the very top, you can cherry pick an episode and just check it out, see what you think. There are plenty of Humble and Fred episodes to choose from. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And don't forget to help keep the show going by licking them. <clears throat> uh, liking them. Like and subscribe.
It's on, Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook has arrived. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports, from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops, and so much more. Bet special parlays, spreads, money lines, and more. Plus, do it now from anywhere in the province. Join the action, download the app, and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get excited, Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook is live. So go to the App Store and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to get in on the action. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Connects Ontario, 1-866-531-2600, 19 plus, physically present in Ontario, eligibility restrictions apply, see sportsbook.draftkings.com for details, please play responsibly, DraftKings operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario.